Yep, Charlemagne the God. Uh, we are the Brilliant Idiots Podcast, back for another week of brilliant idiotness. And this week's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place, all on your terms. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash idiots to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash idiots to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let's start the show. Uh, Hezekiah Walker, uh, he's not joining us this week. Um, I'm about to be out. I'm going on a, uh, I'm going on a spiritual retreat, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going on a, a little spiritual retreat for the next, you know, 48 hours. You know, I'm really big on um, mindfulness and all things mental health. And uh, I'm getting the opportunity to go on a really cool retreat for the last, the next 48 hours, which I am uh, very excited about because last night I got to see Andre 3000 uh, perform. All of y'all claim to love Andre 3000, but have you gone to one of his flute shows yet? Huh? Have you? <laughs> Have you? I'm not. I'm sick. Have you gone? Alex is here, by the way. Tail is here. Uh, we got my man Glasses Loke. He'll be checking in in a, in, a, in a second. But have you heard the flute album, Alex? First of all, um, I skipped through it. Yes. What do you mean you skipped through it? How do you skip through a flute album? Like you don't even know. What I, you're doing. I thought he was pump faking, and I thought he was gonna have some bars on it. So I was like skipping through the song to see if there was a verse on any song and there wasn't and then that's it no y'all niggas don't deserve words i'm not into, i'm not into flute music that's not my thing you're crazy you like the spa yeah i don't go listen to the songs or the albums that are playing at the spa yeah but you like the spa music no i like what's happening at the spa if they had hip-hop you, on that would be even better no it would yes it and would the, the whole the whole thing about the spa is the ambiance like Music is a frequency. Music is a vibration. So when you're, you know, in the spa and you're about to get a massage or you're about to get a facial, you want to hear that nice, calm, soothing music, that music that 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 feels like a breeze. You know how yeah. like a light summer breeze feels? That's what you want. And that's what Andre 3000's flute music is. That's why whenever I hear people say they don't like Andre 3000's flute music, I, I be like, yo, your nail's dirty as shit. You know, your, your feet, your, your, toe, your fingernails and your toenails. But no, yours aren't because you go through the spot. But I'm saying most who don't like Andre 3000's flute, flute album, their feet and their nails are dirty as shit. They ain't had a facial in forever. Their muscles is mad tight because they ain't had a massage in who knows when. Andre 3000's album is a soundtrack for brothers like myself who understand self-care. And when I went to that show last night, when I went to that show last night, he had it at, uh, I can't remember the name of the church. It's in Brooklyn. It holds about a thousand people, sold out, of course, lying down the block, you know, merch, everybody buying up the merch. And what I appreciated about that moment was what I saw on that stage was a free man. Ain't none of y'all niggas as free as y'all be acting. You know why y'all not free? Because y'all slaves to the algorithm. Andre 3000 is not a slave to the algorithm in any way, shape, or form. I tell y'all all the time, you want to be a surfer or you want to be a wave. Most of y'all is just surfers riding waves. Andre 3000 
has been his own wave since the day he stepped foot into the uh, the hip hop industry. And now he's still doing things on his own terms, playing a goddamn flute and, and not, not just one flute, an assortment of flutes. And he got a band. So anybody out there, man, if uh, if 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 new, uh, if new blue sun, yes, that's the name of the tour, the new blue sun tour. If the new blue sun tour comes to your city, go get you some of those new blue sun rays. And it ain't for everybody. <laughs> it ain't for it, it ain't for everybody. It's like I'm telling you, man. A lot of us, and, and I'm starting to see a lot more people catching up. A lot of us been on our healing journey for a long time. You know, but question: Have you ever been to a flute concert before that wasn't it, Andre? Why the hell would I do that? That's what I'm saying. So why would you go to this one? Because it's Andre 3000. Yeah, Andre but he's not giving you the Andre that you want. Why not? Here's the thing. It, 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 it's not about the Andre that I want. It's about the Andre that exists in this moment. And if you've always, you know, if you've always been a fan of somebody and you've been a fan of their art, you're always going to pay attention to whatever art it is they're putting into the ecosystem. Oh, Why you shake your head like that? That's not true. Why not? Because if you go to Kanye, when you were a Kanye fan at one point, and now you don't care at all about his music. I've said multiple times on this podcast, we're always going to check for Kanye's art. Kanye has put out so much great art that we're always going to check for it. Whether it's good or not, that's up to him. But we're always going to check for it. Andre 3000, you know, is a person, when he drops a verse, we listen. He drops a flute album, we listen. But once again, for somebody like me, who's been on their healing journey, who, you know, in, in, enjoys that type of therapeutic music, who looks at music as medicine, I love the flute album. Like, you know, I promise you, man, I was sitting in the concert, I'm sitting in the pew at the top, and I'm just watching, and he got like this, this ill light show on stage. But this light show is like, the lights are doing all of these weird things and you listening to the flute. Yeah, I meditated. I meditated like three or four times in the concert. Like you, you really might fall asleep. Not because, not because it's boring, but because, <laughs> yeah. no, not because no, it's boring, I, I but because so. that's what that type of music does to you. Like it really just had me too relaxed. And think about it. I'm a person that deals with really bad anxiety. Y'all know I don't like to be out nowhere. So if I'm sitting mm-hmm. in a if I'm sitting in a room full of strangers, 999 other people, and I'm so relaxed that I'm asleep, like I'm like wow, like my eyes are closed and I'm not thinking about somebody punching me in the back of the head asking me for a drop or nothing. I'm just relaxed, man. Andre 3000 is setting the mood, man. He's setting the right energy. Yeah, yeah but why would you have to leave your house to for that experience? Like you want to be relaxed and at peace at home. Like, I'm not going to put clothes on, go out into the environment, be around 995, 999 people just to hear some music. That's it's gonna relax support, me, Alex. Damn. I, you, know what I, I, <laughs> hey, you know, Alex, you, had a, you, you make a good point because, you know, I don't want to give away too much from the show, but it's like a jam session in a lot of ways, right? So it's Andre 3000 and it's his band. So you might not hear the same things every night. What I would have liked... Oh. It's like going to like a jazz show where they just like yes, kind of like riffing exactly. and, and oh, okay, okay, okay. Now that's different. I, I, I thought you just no peaceful like flutes the entire time. No, no. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, I actually called it Love Jones 3000 because 
If you've ever seen the movie Love Jones, it's, it's my one of my wife's favorite movies. That in the color purple, the original, not the new one. But the the if you ever seen love, if you ever seen Love Jones, they go to this club called the Sanctuary, and in the Sanctuary, you know that's where they, you know, it's that vibe, it's that frequency, it's that energy. Everybody's snapping. It felt like Love Jones three thousand. I'm not saying three thousand because that's his his name. I'm saying three thousand because it felt like a futuristic version of being in the Sanctuary. But what I wish Andre would have done, and maybe this is something he can add in the future. I should have told him this last night but I just thought about it just now. But I wish that the the recording, like everybody that came to that show, I wish they could buy the live recording of that show. I wish, mm. I wish, I wish, I wish as we left, there was like some link we could download to go purchase the live version of that, sh- of that show later because every That's city, every city is getting something new, you know? So, so I, I so to, to, to your point, yeah, I want that vibe. That vibe I felt last night, I want that vibe. I really do. But yes, if you, if the new blue sun tour comes to your city, go get you some of those new blue sun rays, man. I'm Spies telling you. Spies should endorse in his, um, in his album as well. I'm sure they will. I'm sure in a moment they're going to be licensing Andre 3000's music. Mm. You know what I mean? I, 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 just, I just really appreciate it. Andre is dope, you know, I'm not one of those people that feels like Andre 3000 got to give me a rap album. Like, I'm I'm not that guy. I feel like Andre 3000 has given us enough between all the Outkast projects, between all the features, between, you know, the love box, speaker box, the love below. I, I don't I, I don't need Andre 3000 to give me a rap album. Not that I personally, I personally don't. Some people might feel otherwise, but I personally don't. But yes, man, like I said, make sure you go check out Andre 3000's uh, new Blue Sunray tour if you haven't, man, when it comes to your city. I think he's going to California next. It is definitely a great day night. Uh, take the one you love, okay? Go experience that energy. Go experience that frequency. Go experience that vibration. Salute to the good brother, Andre 3000. Uh, what else happened this week, Taylor? Put me on. Okay, for all means necessary. Oh, God. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all see uh, Stevie Wonder and Mariah Carey? Stevie Wonder didn't see Stevie Wonder and Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie Wonder and Mariah Carey. Is this a, a real Grammy? I, I, I haven't, I haven't seen one in so long. It says Stevie Wonder deserves an Oscar for pretending to be blind. People don't believe he's blind. <laughs> see, he's trying to be a gentleman. Give him, give her the mic. She's just Larry. <laughs> I love Stevie, but <laughs> why did he say he pretended to be blind? He looked pretty blind. People think that he's not blind because at some award show, someone shouted him out and he actually waved. But fucking like they cut off the part where someone's telling him like. Yo, he's waving at you, whatever. But Man, y'all generation is the dumbest motherfucker. <laughs> I hate to be that older guy that always has to say that to y'all, but y'all really are the stupidest motherfuckers that ever walked the face <laughs> of the goddamn earth. Do you realize that when a person is blind, all their other senses are heightened? Do y'all realize that? Yeah, but- do y'all wait at the understand. Do y'all understand the way Stevie Wonder receives sound is totally different. Like he receives sound like a, a like an insect almost, like. They, they, like what's a, that, dolphin. <laughs> a dolphin yeah like a yeah, bat like this, 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 <laughs> like what are y'all talking about like the, like he, he can hear somebody say his name 
and he's going to turn and wave to him because he knows exactly what direction that person is in. But also, I went to a Stevie Wonder concert and people don't think take his jokes seriously or he just likes to play around with people because um, India Irie came out and he was like, I like your yellow dress and he's clearly just making fun. Hey, glasses. Was he wearing a yellow dress? She no. was wearing a yellow dress. But you can could, you could, like it's made like he's like he's making jokes out of it. I'm sure somebody told him that, exactly. he, that she was wearing a yellow dress. I saw Stevie Wonder one night. Actually, it, the Loke just pulled up. I saw Stevie Wonder one night in L.A. I can't remember the name of the hotel. There was this hotel we used to stay at, and it was like off in the cut. It wasn't like the SLS Beverly Hills or like the Four Seasons. It was like this nice hotel that was just like off this this street. I don't know if it was is this is off Pico? Does that sound familiar? Glasses? Then it, off Pico. What about it off Pico? Is there any luxury hotels over there? Luxury hotels off Pico. I'm coming from downtown, driving up. Yeah, not too luxury. That's kind of you had to go really west to get to some luxury on Pico. Well, this was a this was a really nice hotel. Every time I used to stay there, I used to see people, but it was kind of like on the low. And this was like 2000. Man, this had to be like old, uh, maybe old seven, old eight. I saw Stevie one day and there was a beautiful woman one night. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful woman walking down the hallway. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's Stevie Wonder. And I said, I was a little drunk. I said, Stevie, if there's any doubt, you got one. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any doubt, you got one you got, with you. You got to tell me about that flute concert. It was amazing. I was like, I, I, yo, man, I don't... I, Here's my thing with artists, right? I don't have any expectations for artists. I don't go in there thinking I'm about to hear Southern Playlistic Cadillac music. I'm not about to hear AT Aliens. I'm not about to hear Speaker Box Love Below. I listen to New Blue Sun. I like New Blue Sun because that's a frequency that I'm on Saturday morning, Sunday morning at the house in the kitchen with the wife and the kids. That's on. That's playing. Like, you know. Y'all cleaning up the New Blue Sun? Absolutely. I play it. I play it when we just cooking breakfast. I play what I want to meditate. And literally, that's what I got. He had it in a church. It, nice. it, it was in a church. like, And I think he, he did that in Brooklyn. But last week, he did it uh, at a jazz club. So okay. so the stage is set. And I, I told him earlier, man, it's, it felt like Love Jones 3000. It felt like we was in a futuristic version of the sanctuary. And he got like the lights going. And it's just like these ill lights that'll kind of just like hypnotize you. And as you're sitting there, man, if you just really just let yourself go and feel the frequency and the vibration, you're going to find yourself meditating. Like, I literally took a nap. Not not on some, like, because it was orange, <laughs> just because I was... Sleeping. No, it's, it's that kind of... Yeah, it's really, like, it's really, like, good music to sleep to. Yes. It, you know what's funny? I think we all walked into it thinking Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy? Yeah, you know, like solos, like you know how like how Ron Burgundy played the jazz flute and uh, Anchorman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we came out of it with something a little bit more like, like I said, it reminds you of that stuff that you know when you play, like you going to sleep, like the rain. Yeah, like, he could do a like like to help people sleep better. Yes, it was cool, and 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 I respect it because here's the thing, Andre has been living this life for at least twenty years. Like this ain't like he didn't just. Wake up and say, yo, I'm going to start playing the flute. He's been doing it for 20 years. He's been walking around the world playing the flute before he even thought about saying, you know what, here's, here's, here's some music. 
here's a here's, here's an mm-hmm. album. You know what I mean? Like this is this not something he just decided to wake up and do. You know, yesterday. So I respect it personally. But glasses froze. I thought he was just looking at me all judgmental. <laughs> like, he had the, he had the super judgmental look on. I thought he just you know, judgmental. I'm sorry, we we doing this uh by Riverside. Like I said, man, I'm about to be out or uh, I'm going to Oh yeah. Right. What what is that? What is your spiritual I, retreat? You're going to you I tell y'all when I come back. Oh. <laughs> I tell I tell y'all when I come back. What what else we got, Taylor? Um, well, we were just talking about Kanye. So are you a friend of his new music video or no? I didn't watch it. You didn't hear it at all? No. I saw I, I saw it on the shade room and I was scrolling through it, but I I wasn't interested. I'm not like I I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. I'm just not interested in hearing artists as kids. She's only in the first part. She's not. And then Ty Dolly comes in. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm just, I'm honestly not interested. Like, you know, that that didn't catch me. Like, I'm not, I, I mean, you know, she it probably, it might be dope. I have, I just haven't given it a listen. Like, it hasn't piqued my interest to. It sounded. But I'm curious, why, why aren't you interested in hearing people's kids? Like, what if she has like, Jackson Five abilities. She doesn't, but I'm just saying you never know until you listen to it. Yeah, you don't know. That's a good point. I mean, I was I was raised up a good point, but I'm if put it like this: if I if I heard Jackson Five ability, she would have had me in the first five six seconds. And I think it's so whack when people critique people's kids, even though you know it is music and they are putting music out there for public consumption. Like, is should you even be grading this? Mm-hmm. Like, would we be even if 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 Northwest wasn't Kanye's child, uh, you know, even when Drake's son put out a rap record, if Drake's son wasn't Drake's son, would we be even critiquing their music, or we would just say, "Oh, these some kids having a good time"? Yeah, like it's weird. It's it's weird to grade them the way we try to grade their their parents. You know what I mean? Yeah. But is it weird for the parents to put them out like that? No, I don't. you think it's weird for them too. I think not weird, but uh, it's not weird. I just don't. I haven't heard it? why they would want to yet. But I feel like it's not weird. I just haven't heard why they would want to. Like I, if you Joe Jackson, you know why you let Michael get busy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, okay. Like, like, like if you, if you're Joe Jackson, we we can listen to Michael at that age and understand why Michael got busy. I guess maybe that's what I'm trying to say. For me, it's like if y'all are going to do it, let's really do it. Like. It don't feel like it don't feel like they're 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 taking it serious. Mm. It don't feel like the parents are taking it serious. So I don't know how serious I should take it. You know? Yeah, Leah. It doesn't sound like Bow Wow uh, rapping. Like Bow Wow yeah. had he was a kid, but he was actually nice. Yes. Yeah. First time we, I mean, first time I heard Bow Wow was on Arsenio Hall show when he came out and freestyled. I think when Snoop performed, but I'm talking about when he signed with Jermaine Dupree. We heard records, like we yeah. heard like well put together crafted records you know i haven't heard that yet i mean it's cool like i said you know the, the you know drake's son stuff was cool and i mean what i hear from north is cool but i hear like i hear like my daughter's friends walking around reciting that you know they miss west like i'm literally i've heard i've heard them reciting that so i mean mm-hmm. that's it's not for me mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be for y'all grown-ass motherfuckers either well, i, I would say though it sounds like 
I remember when she first put it out, Northwest, but now with like actual hearing the whole music uh, song, it sounds so it doesn't sound bad to me as I once thought. You shouldn't even be critiquing it. Why? I understand. I, I heard you, but how old is she? It's on know, eleven or something, twelve or something. But I mean, listen, I don't know. It, it, it'll be a good look for. Her. I actually liked um, that little snippet that was on Drake's album with his son. I never listened to the full song after they put the full version out, but when he just put that little like chorus part on it, like I thought that was actually dope. Like it actually added to the song, and it was good. Tell me a time kids haven't sounded good on a record, bro. They kids. <laughs> I mean, no, that's true. Like you get you get you get a kid singing a melody on a record, it's gonna sound good. Yeah. You can hear G. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah, yeah. you can hear you. Okay, there we go. Shit. All right. <laughs> okay, so let's all right, G kid, G's with us now. I want to go back to before we come back to the kids. G, does Andre 3000 need a solo album? To be considered one of the greatest MCs of all time. Yes. Yes, you have to have a solo album. At least one. Why? To be considered a solo rapper, to have a solo album? Nah, just to be considered one of the coldest rappers of all time. Like, he he hasn't given us enough uh, uh, work with the Outkast albums for that? And the features? That's why it's Outkast. It's outcast. Why it's outcast. But we outcast. know he can rap. Sure. With next to Andre 3000. I mean, next to Big Boy, you mean? It's, well, yeah. To next to Big. Forgive me. I mean, it's hard when you carry in, like you carry, listen, Andre 3000 is one of the coldest MCs you'll ever hear in your life, right? He's like unbelievable. But it's a different thing to carry a body of work completely by yourself outside of just creation, but even marketing it yourself. You know what I mean? You, you stuck in a different position and that's why it's fair for us to judge him as part of the greatest group in the history of hip hop, which is outcast, but not as a uh, uh, top 10 solo rapper to compare him to other solo rappers who carry, you know, the burden of the work, the body of work. Now I understand that. I don't, I don't, I love Andre. He's not in my top five. He's not in my top seven. And it's probably for those reasons. But he is one of the best to ever do it. And and the illest thing not about sure. Dre, I was listening to Southern Player Listed Cadillac Music this morning. Him and Big Boy, the way they evolved as, as rappers over the years compared to Southern Player Listed Cadillac Music, it's it's unbelievable. Nah, man. It's, Outkast is unbelievable. Like, Outkast do the dance, you know what I mean? And Andre is a huge reason why Outkast is fantastic. We just got to remember Big Boy is a really important and more than capable MC. Even if we enjoy what Andre 3000 do, it's because Big Boy is there to, you know, allow it to happen. Andre go, I think Andre goes out of his way to not be regarded as a solo act. And it, it might be a disservice to even his desires and Big Boy when we consider him that or like we solo him out as much as we do as this solo rapper, especially comparing them to guys who have released bodies of work by themselves. But I mean, make no mistake, you know, Andre, it's, it's a reason why Outkast is the greatest rap group ever. You know, Andre 3000 is one half of it. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing that. Yeah. I, 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 it's between, but for me, it's between Outkast and Wu-Tang. 
I know for you it's between Outcast and probably West Side Connection or NWA. No, just Outcast. No, just Outcast by they by they self. You know, um, Wu Tang. I really got a. Uh, uh, I've I've been growing to really enjoy Wu Tang. Like RZA has risen high inside of my producer uh, uh, top ten count. Like I, I didn't even, you know, he don't get enough credit. Really. RZA is unbelievable. Oh, he top five to me. Wu Tang is. Yeah, I, see, I would have. See, he wouldn't have been up there before for me. Oh. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I heard all Andre. I heard all the uh, excuse me, Wu Tang stuff and the different things. But when you really unpack everything he did, like reading about, you know, what he had to pull together, it's different. Like he he's special, and his sound, his sound is like um. It's not as polished as other people's stuff, but man, it don't lack in soul, man. It overcompensates with soul and feel. And, you know, really to understand what hip hop is about, I would play probably a RZA beat, you know, to, for everybody to me, making something out of nothing with, you know, what, what hip hop really represents. Oh, I say that all the time. If, if aliens came down right now and they was like, yo, let me hear what hip hop sounds like, I would let them hear only built for Cuban links from Raekwon the Chef and Ghostface, and I would let them hear. Thug Motivation 101 by Jeezy and, and, and Snoop Dogg Doggy Style. Yeah. Like, those are the three. I, I, would, I would probably pick songs. I probably would play Cream. Like, just the instrumental, the Cream is just, and, without the words, it's like, how did you make that out of nothing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the greatness of hip hop. Like, like, listen to that. Like, you know, he didn't know anything. I remember meeting Dr. Dre in 2005 and him explaining to me how much he didn't know about, he couldn't play the piano. Yeah. Like, this is 2005. You know, this is, you know, roughly, what was that, 23 years into the game, and he's just learning how to play the piano. So this is post, you know, all of the stuff he did with, um, you know, um, surgery, you know, uh, uh, world-class wrecking crew, 2NWA, breaking DOC, breaking, uh, uh, breaking Michelet, you know, breaking, uh, you know, himself, breaking Snoop Dogg, breaking Exhibit, you know, to from out of the underground, even though Steve Rifkin did a lot of the work, breaking Eminem. You know what I mean? Like, all that's crazy to not know how to play an instrument. Yeah, but he's still a producer because he got an ear. And he know what he know what he wants things to sound like. So he, he can have like an orchestra in the studio. He can have Daz and whoever else and be given direction, DJ Pooh and be given direction. You know, you mentioned Cream, man. Cream is the greatest hip-hop acronym of all time. Cash rules everything around me. And I'd put it as like, like if I had to play a beat for like an alien, like I'd probably play Cream. Like if they was like, what's hip-hop? And that's crazy coming from somebody that grew up on the West. Like, but the more I listen to it, it's just like, that's truly taking something out of nothing. That's not having a keyboard player in the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just taking something off of vinyl and giving it a feel, man. That that RZA is something special, man. It, he don't get enough credit, man. He, he is. Unbelievable. You know, if aliens came down right now and they saw the acronym CREAM and then they looked at the internet yesterday, they would think that that stood for Cox Rule Everything Around Me because the, the most I disgusting thing, the most disgusting thing I saw online yesterday, man, was color commentary about Drake's dick. <laughs> what the fuck is up with people, man? You sound a little like, listen, I, I, I like I, I like a good gay joke. I don't have no problem with it. But he, yesterday was ridiculous. Like, 
there's some there's some shit you can just ignore as a human. There's no yeah. reason to, for me to see headlines of 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 people that have built platforms commentating on Drake's penis. People desperate to 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 align themselves with success. So it don't matter. He could have did anything and they're going to align. Who built platforms? What are you talking about? You must not have been paying no attention. I saw about three or four headlines yesterday about Drake's penis. I was looking at them shit like, this is dick bait. That's what you call that. <laughs> that's, that's dick bait. Them niggas, like, if you're getting on your platform talking about Drake's penis for views and likes, that's dick bait. Like, it's kind of crazy, yo. Didn't even happen. Well, you s- <laughs> well, I'll tell you from a girl's point of view that I don't. We don't want to hear nothing from a girl's point of view. <laughs> Why? You sound jealous. You sound jealous. We're not even talking about. You want to talk about? You want to talk about? We don't want to talk I'm about. I'm trying that. to tell you why people, like at least for the females, why they were reacting. Uh, to I'm it. not. I didn't see no women. That's the crazy part. I didn't see no women talking about it. I saw guys. It was guys, but it was a lot of white boys. So that so that's some white boy shit. I will say that I didn't see a lot of. I didn't see a lot of brothers talking about that shit. I saw white boys going crazy over Drake's dick. So I, I, I can't, I don't want to put that on everybody, but I'm just like, man, y'all ain't got nothing else to talk about. It was a slow news week. You <laughs> 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 gotta be, man. Like, and, and then it's like, it's yo, super bowl it's, it's, it goes back to what we was talking about with the children, right? We was talking about kids glasses. We was talking about uh, Kanye's daughter making music now, I guess, and Drake's son rapping. To me, that ain't even nothing to care about. If it wasn't no. Kanye's daughter, if it wasn't Drake's son, we would just be like, oh, those, those we, we wouldn't even be paying it no attention. It'd be like, oh, some kids rapping. We wouldn't pay no attention unless it was unbelievable. Michael Jackson, Jackson 5 level type shit. Yeah. yeah. That's like LeBron's son at USC. It's like, Y'all Dave Chappelle's like, really? They being too hard on him, though. But that that's the problem when you follow that type of greatness. You know what I mean? You're going to have it out. It's, it's, it's definitely going to get you, you know, an easier trip to the, to destination. But, boy, you're going to be under a microscope. And that's what's happening in the North. That's what's happening to Drake's kid and all of that, man. It's, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough if people look at them with the expectation of them being as great in that field as their parents. But to me, somebody like Bronny already won. You was good enough to get a scholarship to USC. I don't know if he was even good enough. How <laughs> 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 you figured that, man? It's good business to have LeBron's son at your yeah. school, man. It's just great yeah. business. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, again, I, I haven't watched a lot, of, a lot of him. I've watched him hoop. But I remember him being like the third best player at high school. And it's really rare that the third best player at the high school, you know, gets a D1, you know, scholarship. I mean, it is LeBron's kid. Maybe that gets him an NBA, you know. And I, we talked about this before years ago, see, where we just talk about black people need to practice, you know, more of that family. Nepotism. You know, that that nepotism and, and putting their kids on. So I'm all, I hope Brian get him an NBA. I hope he's able to you know, get a, a million dollars, millions of dollars of contracts and, and, and shoe deals. I mean, if that's your dad, same thing for North. Same thing for Drake. Like, I hope they kids do well. I, I, I'm, I, I hope we start to practice that. I hope that becomes a part of what we do as black people as well. I'm not against it, but I think you still have to be somewhat good for the nepotism to really work. 
Because it ain't like people are running around screaming, oh, man, Bronny only got the scholarship because of Bron. Like, Bronny is, has been good enough to be able to get to USC. Nah, nah. Why y'all, why y'all keep saying not, nah, man? He was like Just a top not, 20 man. high school player. Nah, nah. Man, top 20 high school <laughs> players get D1 scholarship glasses, man. I don't I don't think he was a top 20 high school player. Yes, he was. Look it up, Taylor. Alex, if that, Ronnie James no, was definitely I, I, top I 20. I understand the rankings, but again, being LeBron's son comes with benefits. Like, he probably wouldn't be a top 20. This, did you see, I saw a clip of Russ on flagrant. Right. And Russ was talking about how labels fake screams. Right. I saw that. But he was saying you can't do that with artists that aren't already popular. Like if an artist that's already popular and they got 400, 500 million screams, you can bump it up an extra 300, 400 to get it to 900 million. I think it's the same way with this. Like Bron is Bronny is good enough to get a look at a D1 school. And if it's a school like USC, they like, yeah, that's Bron's um son. Bring him in. Look, he's look, he's a four star recruit, man. He was a four star recruit in, in high school. Yeah, but that's all the same rankings. Like LeBron is being a good father. Shout out to Bron, but like he's probably like a D two, D three guy. <laughs> wow, thirteen points a game, five rebounds, almost three assists, two steals. You you that that's man. not phenomenal. Yeah, that's D1 not number. crazy numbers. But he's not like he, he was. He's just a four star recruit. He's not a five star recruit. Probably like a three star. God damn, classes. I mean, listen. If we being honest, I don't. I don't want to talk about nobody kid. Like it's one thing to be critical over. I feel the same way. You know, the, the greatness people. So I don't want to be hypercritical. I'm. I'm glad everything worked out with his health. You know, I hope he gets to the NBA and and gets on the team and gets to play with his dad. This is kind of. Like I'm everybody know, like I, I pretty much hate LeBron fans. Like, you know, they're they're probably between them and the Barbs, it's the worst fan base in the history of the free world. Right? So it's like, I'm not a fan of LeBron fans, so I don't really necessarily check into the game as much with LeBron. I just enjoy it. He's a Laker, he hooping. But I'm really rooting for him to play on the same team with his son. Like I want to see something like that happen in my life. I mean, the fact I mean, that LeBron so, James is still so good at 38 years old that we know he could still be around in two or three years for that to happen says a lot. Well, again, it, I don't know. I don't know if he's still good enough, but he's still what worth he still enough money in the no, bro, still good enough. Like, we're not in the playoffs. It's really bad over here. I don't know if you've been watching it for us. It's pretty bad. No, nah, well, but he's, he's still hoping for his age, though. Nah, he's just getting a lot of opportunity for his age. No, man. We're Come doing on, Bron. Still out there. No, no, what's, Bron, what's Bron averaging, Taylor? Glasses just being glasses care. right now. <laughs> it's just the wins. It's the wins. We don't care about the the, the the empty stats. Like, him and AD in 10th place is just, that shows you he's not in the prime of his career. I don't even think it's Bron. I think that he don't have the pieces around him, which is you, which, by the, the way, pieces to be, by the way, has been the story place. of LeBron's career, by the way. You ever notice that that is the story of his career and his career only historically? That's his, but that's the truth, though. He, LeBron James, for the type of player <laughs> he is, he needs those pieces around him to get the best out of Bron. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, LeBron, nah, not Brody. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, come on, Taylor. Oh, by the way, this is how you know Bronny James making his own name. We told Taylor to pull up LeBron James. She pulled up Bronny James stats. 
Bronny making his own name. <laughs> Bronny averaging 10 a game this year. I didn't know. Glass- I'm all in. Glasses, you said something about the Bobs, man. The Bobs might be the worst fan base in the history of hip-hop, but they're the greatest fan base in the history of hip-hop. Oh, if you Nicki Minaj, you are like the greatest. Not just Nicki. But if you're anybody else, but not Nicki Minaj, or not in Nicki Minaj's like wheelhouse of graciousness, your ass is done. Yo, Megan Thee Stallion got a number one record in the country right now. Megan Thee Stallion hits is number one on Billboard because of Nicki Minaj and the Barbs. Nicki Minaj I and the Bobs are the greatest promotional team ever. Not just for Nicki, for, for other people. Because if she want to have a 200,000 first week, she need to come out with a diss record and get on Nick, kick it off. You think she should do Hip-hop another one? Been in a, what? Yes. <clears throat> because what happened is your song will do well, but your album won't. You got to drop the video and the only way we can hear it is a part of your album. Like you got to drop your... You got to eat through the situation. Remember when Jay dropped Takeover? Remember that was a response to the little kind of shot Nas threw and then Jay dropped Takeover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Ether came and sold Steelmatic. Like, we didn't care about the... We don't remember the singles on Steelmatic. The only thing we remember about Steelmatic is Ether. No, we don't. Come on. Why do you say these things, Glasses? <laughs> the singles. One mic was phenomenal. Album. Yeah, but that was like the fourth single. But that was the one. Like one mic was phenomenal. Yeah, so six, seven hundred thousand before that. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I remember one good. mic. One mic was phenomenal. Yeah, that was fantastic. That album was great. It's it's actually my second favorite Nas album. But man, hip hop is all about when you get those chances, those moments. Like how Pac realized, like this is my moment. Like what am I gonna do to market myself? You know what I mean? And I think th- this is. This is Meg's chance to truly launch herself as a brand into the next level. Like, take on the beat. Everybody likes a fight. We want to see the fight. I, I don't know if Megan needs another diss record, but I would name, if I was Megan, I would name my next album Megan's Love. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do a whole diss, but I would name it Megan's Law because what that's going to do it's going to make all those barbs <laughs> rush, rush to hear what's on this album. Same way Alex went to go hear Andre 3000 to see if he was rapping. And a lot of other people did that on that Fruit album. <laughs> a lot of they going to rush to hear what Megan's talking about on Megan's Law. She could drop a diss record called Megan's Law on this album. You might not get another chance if you don't really get it right. Like, you got to get it right. And so this is the moment. Listen, it, these are the moments. Hip, the universe opens up these moments. Right. And then we, it's up to you to kind of jump through the window. This is a moment for Nikki. You see, for Megan, you, you mentioned in one line to for Megan, excuse me. You mentioned one line and you got all of this. Get on her. Get, get, give it to go. Take off. It, it won't, it won't look organic line. then. I, I, I think, I think Megan needs hit records. That's what I think Megan needs right now. That's, that's the thing Nikki got, which is, which is so, it's still so interesting to me how she chose to respond to the, to the his, freestyle because if I was Nikki, I probably would have ignored it. <laughs> you know sure, it'd have been better. Like you got hit right Here's your chance to drop back to back. You said what? Here's your chance to drop back to back. Back to back. Oh, she missed that already. No, no, no. She missed. No, because everybody we looking for the response to that whack Nikki this. Nah. Oh, you mean you mean it's Megan's chance to drop back it's to Megan's back. Chance, forgive me. It's Megan's chance. Forgive me. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's that's what that's what disappointed me about the whole Nikki situation. I think I spoke about this last week, but that's what disappointed me. It's like, I thought Nikki was going to give us something like that. I thought Nikki, the way she was acting on social media towards this situation, 
I thought she was about to come with one of them, like one of them all-time diss records. That's how Meek was. Meek was on Twitter going crazy. He was talking crazy. He dropped that oh, that record, that record. Horrible. I was like, damn, Meek. I don't even remember it. Drake just came and cleaned him up. That, was, that, was, that, was that after back-to-back? No, no. That he dropped a he dropped one record first, and then they dropped they dropped the other record. Not before. Was it? Wait a minute. I don't remember. He dropped. But they dropped that record, and I remember being so disappointed. Like fuck. He like, took a long time to, to drop it. Back to back came back because he took too long. And then he, back to back came back. Back to back never left when he hit. No, the no, no. I'm saying that no way, that's Drake point. dropped another song before me could release it because it took too long. Back to back is a top five disc record of all time. Yeah. I got it at five. You pushing it. Why? I got it at five. Why? You don't think so, Glasses? Why? Not top five, top ten. Top five. <sighs> What's number Too one? Hot? Nah, actually, for, number one for me is uh, it's Not changed no over the years, but it's Cube No Vaseline. It's changed. No Vaseline. It's, it's, it's changed over the years, and I tell you why it's changed over the years. I, I think I used to have Jay Z take over at number one. The reason I put Cube No Vaseline, Cube really took out a whole crew, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 like they was strangers. One man army took yeah. out a whole crew, and and Cube's back was really against the wall because he just yeah. had left the group. And to and to your point, G, you only get that one moment, like you only get that one opportunity to lose yourself, and he lost himself with that no vaseline. And when you go listen to that yeah. shit now, that shit is filthy. That shit is filthy. So I'm, a lot of good gay slurs, you know, <laughs> yeah, cosmetic nice. stuff. Like it's filthy. Yeah. yeah, it was special. No Vaseline. I'm going no Vaseline at one. Ether at two. Wow. Um, hit him up at three. Take over at four. And maybe back to back. Well, I like Dre Day at five too. I got I got no Dre Vaseline one at the ones that you don't really give credits to. You know, the, the Dre when he was dissing Easy and Luke and all them. You don't really trip because it's such a big record. So I, I I'm not mad at Maybe, maybe back to back is six okay. on, on a on a on a national scale. I got Dre. I got I got I got Ice Cube, No Vaseline. I got Jay Z, Takeover. I have um, Tupac, Hit Him Up. I actually have uh, I have uh, it might be it might be Dre, Dre Day, and then back to back. Are y'all no either. are y'all basing it off the I got impact? I got Ether like I got Ether out of the top five. That's crazy. I got Ether out of the top five. The reason I got Ether out of the top five, when I go back and listen to Ether now, it's like it just sounds elementary. Like it just sounds like an elementary grade school disc, like dick sucking lips and you know, like a Rockefeller died at eight. No, he didn't. As as a hard for JD Graham. As a hardcore Jay Z fan, I was devastated. Yeah, I mean, and in, in the moment, it was a great moment, but I don't think Ether stood the test of time at all. All, all these other records you talking about stood the test of time. Nah, even now, people still when use I hear that as an adjective. Term, yeah, yeah, like even when I hear the terms, I'm like, oh, you eat them. It always kind of hurts me as a Jay Z fan. Like, Fuck. why well, y'all forgetting about Remy Ma's not in the top? Yo, Taylor, just please. It's, it's a different thing. What? Thing. <laughs> I'm trying to get woman empowerment. Damn. It, it's, it's not. I, I put Jada Kiss's Son of a Kiss. I put that one up there. 
Because he destroyed Jada had me winning. on that. Jada had a better one than Son of a Kiss. Jada had one. If If I went to, yeah, my favorite five would probably be DJ Quick, This and Eight, uh, Dollars and Cents. That was big here. Um, Yeah, if it got personal, but just national, man, it's hard to. Sheesh. I like like anybody who can. The reason I like Dre Day, the reason I like Back to Back, the reason I like Hit Em Up, it's one thing when you listening to a diss record about yourself on a mixtape. It's even one thing when you listen to a uh, diss record about yourself on the radio. But when that shit is in the club, club when niggas shit. is happy in your shit, yeah. <laughs> when motherfuckers is drinking and smoking weed and celebrating, oh my God, when niggas has got melodies for your shit, you know what I mean? Is that a world tour all your right. girls talk? You know, please, back second floor, why are it? Like, God dang it. Yeah. Like, you know, the crazy is every time I think of that conversation, I always remember back to back. I'd be like, ooh, back to back is going. I would not want to get that work. Glasses, he didn't curse one time. Yeah, that's really it good. It was the most dude. polite like, diss record ever. Yeah. He literally said so at one good. point in the record, now I don't want to hear about this ever again. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's old school Canadian mom waving their finger at you. You know what I mean? Now, I don't want to hear about this ever again. Hey, that was the Drakeish record of all Drake records. Yes. It was hella polite. It was concise and on point. That That's that's devastating. I'm surprised Meek recovered. And it took Drake to help Meek recover. Yes. And Drake out... The, 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 the most impressive thing about it, and salute to Meek. Meek is doing a lot of great things. We're just having a conversation about hip-hop right now. You know, uh, being the hip-hop historians we are, the greatest thing about, you know, that record is he out-hip-hopped the hip-hop guy in that moment. Like, the records that we love is when it's the underdogs coming out. If you notice, all of those... He was the short underdog. Yes. All of those records we named with the exception of TakeOver and Hit Em Up, all of those guys were underdogs. Because remember, Dre was trying to bounce back after... Ruthless. Yeah. Yeah. Q was bouncing back after NWA. Yep. Drake was yep. bouncing back after, you know, everybody put out the, he got Ghost Riders and everything shit. Yep. Yep. Nas Ether was bouncing back after Jay said he was the top 10 and I mentioned yeah. it all. Yeah. That's the ones we like. It's the, it's about that underdog that's, bouncing back. That's, here's Megan. We fast forward now, we here with Megan. This is Megan's chance. Like, you could actually slay the all-time great female hip-hop artists of all time. Like, you may not, but you could put yourself in a ring. Like, Pusha T changed his fortune battling Drake. Like, Ooh, at every level. That's On every point. level, like, remember, so Drake came in kind of more arrogant in that battle as somebody who slayed Meek and kind of took who was in the ring a little lightly. And it was devastating. You know what I mean? He got devastated really bad. Which is very interesting thing, to me. Oh, go ahead, Al. The thing with Megan, I think it's best if she doesn't reply because she kind of got the win already because she people won. are saying how bad Nikki's diss track was. So now if she right. puts something out and it's not that good, now she actually hurts us. <laughs> I think right now she's walking away with the win by not even putting out a diss track. Yeah, but you don't... You, you don't get... You got to still fight the fights. You know what I mean? You can't be scared of, of making a mistake. And what happened is this record to do well, right? This record, obviously, is the number one record in the country, right? But guess what happened? Your album must still come out and do 60,000. 
Like this is like Tupac was smart. He didn't, you know, he held it. He waited till he got something going and then he put it out in the middle of everything going and that pushed his record to another place. Mm. Like you got to do the business that hip hop allows you when it allows you. And I don't, this I, is a chance. I, 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 I agree with Alex. You know, I saw a bunch of, uh, somebody was showing me because I will never be on Twitter. So whenever y'all be talking shit about me and I'll be trending, I'll be seeing it. But somebody showed me uh, the conversation they were having because they, they brought up this old donkey of the day I did on Nikki. And I gave Nikki Donkey of the Day for not responding to Remy in a reasonable amount of time. I think I might even have gave Meek Donkey of the Day, too, for not responding to Drake in a reasonable amount of time. And everybody was like, yeah, but you ain't give Megan Donkey of the Day. The reason I didn't give Megan Donkey of the Day because Megan bombed first. Megan, Megan dropped her bomb, and then it was up for Nikki to respond. And Nikki responded after three or four days of tweets, and the record wasn't, wasn't hitting on shit. So it's like, why? If, yeah. I, 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 if, I, if I'm making, I won, and I got a number one record in the country, I won. <laughs> like, I'm keep going. I won. But once <laughs> again, that's why the barbs are the best because the barbs think that's the best diss track that ever came out. What? The this? barbs they Nick. they feel that Nicki's diss track is the best diss track ever put out. They are the best want, fans I, I of anybody. Want, I don't want fans like that. I want, I like, I like, I like, I, like, I, re- I respect anybody who got a cold like following, but I don't want fans that just, like, I'm a delusional fan like that because I'm a Cowboy fan. Mm-hmm. Every year, every year I tell y'all the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. You can't tell me yep. the Cowboys are not the greatest team of all time. I have no reason to believe that in the past 25 years. That's delusion. I don't want delusional. I don't want to be a delusional fan. I'm a delusional fan. I don't want those. I, like, I think Megan should go. I think what happened is Megan to do well for a single and she won't have a reason to check the album. You have to give people a reason to check the streams to get to the album. That's why you name it Vegas Law. If you name if it Vegas Law, people gonna think you're talking about Nick. But but she, I mean, she had to change the whole album now. But right now, if she's not gonna change the album, make a song called Megan's Law. Put it on the album. Be like, I got this next Nicki Minaj this record on the album. Y'all check it out when the album drop. You want to run them streams up? You got to participate, and you can't be scared to lose. You know what I mean? Like, one thing I realized being in the culture a lot more, the, the artistic expression of it all, you got to be willing to be wrong and you got to be willing to go up there and everybody not understand you. But you got to put yourself into the situation. Like, she'll just end up with a good song and won't have a successful album. It's easy to have a great song and then sell 60000 first week. But that's, you know but that's why like, she needs a great body of work and I think she needs, you know, great records because Nikki, Nikki can still win the war. Like, this just was a battle. Is it, but that's and truth, and truth be told, Nicki's already won. Like Nicki Minaj is Nicki Minaj. That's the other thing we gotta understand too. Yeah, exactly. So, so it ain't like you're gonna top Nicki Minaj. It's fucking. This is the greatest female hip hop artist of all time. Shout out to Kim, right? But like, look at her, her how long she's been going. Like she is the 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 one. So the one has your attention. The one. Why is she the greatest Megan of all time? Like, why is she? Why you think she's the greatest? Megan might be like thirteen. Why you think she's the greatest female rapper of all time? I mean, just, just everything she's done in the business. You know what I mean? She's like, like even to be this good right now, how you sell platinum in a month? She's still making shit. She's just like a, she's a different type of animal. You know what I mean? She's a different type of beast. But Megan might be like 14 all the time. But guess what? You get a shot at the heavyweight title. Mm. And you can't make it just one round. You got to get in there and squabble. Make her, say, make her dedicate some energy to you. Get some of that. Glasses, you think Drake's not hip-hop, right? 
He's not at all. Not even think. <laughs> so, so, so is Nicki is Nicki hip hop? Yeah, but they they make the same type of music. No. It's not just that Drake represents no culture in his music except everybody's culture, like Madonna. So, so because Nicki is from Queens and talks like she's from Queens. Okay, I get it. All right. Okay, okay. I asked me if she's from Queens. Hip hop is street. Okay, Taylor. Hip hop is street urban culture personified through the arts. Street urban culture. I, I, we've had this conversation, right? The reason you know what kind of cars guys in LA and Miami drive is because of hip hop. The reason you know slang out of New Orleans is because of hip hop. The reason you know pronunciation techniques in St. Louis, like with words like there, is because of hip hop. The reason the kind of wheels people drive in Houston, the reason you know is because of hip hop. Drake has had 100 albums, 70 videos, I don't know, endless material. You would not be able to tell us one thing about Toronto. That's not true, G. That is that, that, is, that, that, that is that is a that is a, well, tell me that what is kind a of farce. pants. Okay, well tell me what kind of pants Toronto street guys wear. Pants? What's their pants? Yeah. Like New Orleans guys wear jabos. Uh LA guys wear dickies. Uh New York guys. I don't think New Orleans people wore jabos in a long time. I'm saying they did. I'm telling you, tell me one thing about Tell me one thing. I, Tell me I, I only call. know about Toronto because of Drake. I actually think Drake's best moments musically is when he's Toronto. When he's Toronto, yes, yes, and he's very rarely Toronto. No, he's always Toronto. I thought I, I feel no, like he, I feel Toronto. like since his second album on, he's been super Toronto. I think they created no, their no. own sound. You know, even no, uh, no. Yo, yo, they got they got they got people running around calling Toronto the six like it's Brooklyn. That's because he made that up. But that's no, that's I, I think that's great when pop artists make pop slogans. Nah, that's not a pop slogan, yeah. That's a pop slogan. That's like, white people are calling Toronto the six as well. I feel like everybody calls it the six at this point. Because Drake made that up. And I think that's fantastic, but he doesn't represent any street urban culture at all. None. I don't think it has to be street though. Like I was watching um I saw Donald Glover this week. And we can assert all these clips too, Taylor. I saw Donald Glover this week, and Donald Glover was saying that, you know, it's because of Kanye that. Matter of fact, let's pay some bills and come back and talk about that. Hold on, we, let's pay some bills. Hold on, let's pay some bills. We come back and talk about that. Um, salute to Chime, you know, Chime, man. I really appreciate you. Y'all been supporting me since I was doing my late night talk show, uh, The God's Honest Truth on Comedy Central, and y'all supporting the Brilliant Idiots podcast now. I want to tell y'all, man, it's time to break up with overdraft fees. Every cent counts towards your big financial goals this year. The Chime checking account can handle all the heavy lifting while you get a handle on achieving your goals for the year. With the Chime online checking account, you can enjoy lots of perks like fee-free overdrafts up to $200 for eligible members. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. No overdraft fees and no impact on your credit score to apply. With Chime, you can access over 60,000 fee-free ATMs. That's more than the top three national banks combined. Easily find one near you with the Chime app. You can even send or receive money with Chime. Pay friends through Chime, whether they're a Chime member or not, and cash out your money fee-free. And don't forget, there's no monthly balance, minimum balance, or overdraft fees. Sign up for Chime today. Joining takes just minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash idiots. That's Chime.com slash idiots. Banking services and debit cards provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank. NA members FDIC, spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on pair. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Also, 
Got to salute the good people at Squarespace. Thank you, Squarespace, for supporting this week's episode of the Brilliant Idiots Podcast. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, and even your time. Upload, organize, and access all your content from one place. With the new asset library, you're able to manage all your files from one central hub and use them across the Squarespace platform. Get started with one of our professional website templates with designs for every category and use case, then customize your look, update content, and add features that fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want so your idea, brand, or business stands out online on every device. Use insights to grow your business. Learn where your site business and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords and most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash idiots to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash idiots to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let's get back to the show. Church announcements. Lope, you got any church announcements? What's the church announcement? Stuff you promoting. You know you got the album out. Nah, man. I'm chilling right now. No ceilings. No ceilings. This is my fourth season. I'm trying to figure out a visual way to present it that's really dope. I haven't figured it out, but I am really proud of what's happening at No Ceilings. The podcast on Black Effects, iHeart. Y'all got to check that out. It's really getting good. Yes. And this year, it's really going to hit another level. Like, I mean, this season right here is going to be special. It's a great podcast because Glasses... People like to call glasses a contrarian. I don't think glasses is a contrarian. I think glasses looks at situations, observes situations, and I just think um, he has a different POV. And the POV ain't really off. Ain't like you saying that's, that's my, crazy, Glad. You're not saying that that's, that's what I be off. I swear to God, I be thinking, I be like, even, I was talking to Taylor, I'm like, I be thinking, I was like, I had to think to myself, I was like, I told the girls on... What's the name of the girl's horrible podcast? Horrible decisions. No, horrible decisions. We I'm back. like, we talk back. No, no, horrible decisions. It was horrible oh. decisions. I said you should hold, you should hold uh, sex until you get married. That's my advice. Do you know the girls cuss me out? Well, the podcast is called Horrible Decisions. Guys. <laughs> You're admitting they're horrible decisions. What was your reason though? Why do you think that? They were saying, "What's the best thing to do to meet the right guy?" Why should they? Oh, okay. If you say it like that. Well, the Bible said that, by the way. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, if, if the Bible's real, so many women going to hell. I mean, and uh, and guys, I mean, I too, because we all had sex before marriage. Mm -hmm. But to me, man, it's just mathematics. Like, most of the thing, even when we talk about hip-hop, everything, I'm just doing math, right? I'm like, okay, let's take the origin, let's break it out, let's pull it out, and let's figure out what makes it work together. So, to me, it makes sense, but it's when people feel like... Because it's a bias, like I guess. Why is it a bias? Because why do we have to wait till marriage for the us? The Bible to says so. No, no, no. Besides the Bible, I'm saying to find a good man, though. God said so. You don't. You don't. You don't have to wait to marriage to find a good man, right? But because it's, cause you, I feel like you're not holding men accountable. Then, like, why aren't they better men? Like, why do we have to hold ourselves accountable to not have sex, restrain from sex, but y'all can? Do whatever you want. Everybody should be restrained from sex. The Bible says so. No, you're right. But I'm just saying minus, when it comes to women, why? But minus, but it's more, even even biblically, even the Bible is mathematics. It makes sense. It's like men's job, you know, 
they're genetically wired to go around and procreate, right? Sophistication is how we achieve, you know, any true level of, right? Uh, mon- what is it called? Uh, monogamy, right? So you decide if men could have sex. You decide. So it, it does fall on the greater species to kind of set the standard, right? Like if vagina is cheap, you know, men will buy cheap. I think it has to do with the mindset. I've, I've, not up to myself. I know someone. <laughs> wow, Taylor. It's <laughs> obvious it's not you, Taylor. Well, no, oh, look, okay, fine. I'll, I'll just be real about it. I've had sex with guys and I've been in relationships with them. But that's their mindset, though. And I've also had sex with guys where they just wanted to hit. So I think it depends on the mindset. But you don't really know if you like nobody until you hit. That's the problem. Like, you don't really know. Like, you could, like, some. I'm telling you, Taylor, something, ha- as Charlemagne in his prime day, I know it's been a long time, but as anybody who's in their prime day, right, like, you would think you really like somebody until you hit. But I, right? And then something happens. That's not necessarily, just, that's not true. There's so many girls I put up with. Are you saying, like, if the sex not is good or bad or? No, oh. it's not that. Okay, so. Something happens. It's like magic. You you know, no glasses, you got what you wanted. Like if 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 it's not a woman that you're looking to wife up and be with, once you once you accomplish that goal of sleeping with her, it's like on to the next. I don't know, because I've met girls that I really thought I liked until I hit and it wasn't like a bad experience. It doesn't matter, it's life after the night. You just were able to release and now you're good. Maybe the vagina was average. That's not right, because I walked in (laughs) thinking I really liked them. The vagina might have been average. We say it wasn't. <laughs> Wait, Taylor, you, oh, Taylor, you said something earlier that made me think. Why doesn't why you said you you slept with guys that just wanted to hit? Why couldn't you have that mindset? Like, I have. Just, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm not saying I'm not saying girls can't have that, but I'm just. Why are we? I'm glad. Why did you not like her anymore? Like everything about her, you just didn't like. I can't. I can't logically produce it. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is where the magic has to happen. Was there a smell? No. <laughs> she was actually an awesome girl. You say it has nothing to do with Alex the sex. What I'm saying. Alex, are you are you married, Alex? Nah, I'm engaged though. To a white okay. woman. Okay, you Umar would be meeting girls. No, like, to a oh, Spanish woman. To a Spanish woman. And I'm okay, a Spanish you, man. Do you remember meeting some girls you thought you liked them? Hold on. Well, and you you're not claiming You're a Spanish man now? You're not a black man now? <laughs> I'm, I'm both. You are black, man. <laughs> I'm Afro-Latino. So my mother was born in Puerto Rico. My dad was born in Atlanta. I have Afro Latino. Yeah, All okay. right, let's have proceed. You ever met a girl? <laughs> yeah, have you ever met a girl that you thought you liked and then you hit it and it wasn't bad? It was just like nothing. Like it just the magic didn't happen. Yeah, that That's happened. Happened. That girls, happened a lot all the time. It's not just men that feel like that. Girls have the same. So Taylor, so that's what I'm saying to you. 
That's but what is marry? You can marry not- someone. It could be the same thing. So what does it matter? I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. I'm. We. It, it depends on how much value you put on. You know the factory itself. I don't think it's meant to be really abused like that. No, like the 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 baby making factory that's inside your abdomen. I agree. I feel like that about the dick too, though. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel. Well, I don't know because I think the dick was made to be abused. Right at that point, it literally can. Every day a woman gets pregnant, a man can go out and make babies, which, again, sophistication is what allows you to decide it's not worthy, right? You don't want to just father any, a child with every woman, right? That's the sophistication. But the genetic programming is a lot different than that. So even the starting point is working with something different, which is different. But back to the point, I digress because I don't want to get cussed out this week about this shit. (laughs) But I'm saying everything I say Best believe I read and thought about it. Like glasses is never just, I'm not a contrarian. I genuinely, I'm not saying if I'm talking about Drake not being hip hop is because I understand hip hop at the origin. Now we could talk about evolving. Like you said, what Donald Glover was saying about Kanye, because we talked about that too. Where I said like, man, I realized that is when it switched with Kanye. It became very, almost not street at all. And I'm glad. Because I think that street is only one aspect of an of of a of a black experience, and I don't want, I don't want to even say that being you know being being street is just regulated to black, but I think that no, we, for so long in hip hop we had so many people rapping from that perspective. It was very refreshing when Kanye came with lay registration. I mean, Kanye period from the time he came out with college dropout. The reason I say lay registration because remember the industry pitted street against what Kanye sure. was doing. It was 50. Remember that whole thing? 50 versus Kanye. Yeah. And who would sell the most? The industry hasn't looked back since. Yeah, but I, but this is the problem. Mm. Like, if you understand why hip-hop was important, you would understand why that was the, probably the beginning of the end. It's the same thing they did to rock and roll. It's like, it's, it's how you cut off. Like, black life didn't have a problem expressing itself without hip-hop. Like, you don't have to just be black and do hip-hop. Remember, black people started rock and roll. Yeah, black jazz. Started mostly all Country. Drivers, right? But the problem is, is when you actually put people who are represented in some level into the same space where there was no representation, people from the street had no representation until hip hop. Our story wasn't told until hip hop. And it became still to this day, the only way to tell our story. As much as gangbanging, right? Let's say the culture that's gangbanging, minus all the violence, just the camaraderie, the, co- the culture of it all. There's less than 10 movies. Gangbanging is is a bigger influence and more popular than the mafia, but there's probably seventy to a hundred mafia movies. There's still less than ten movies. Well, that's e- that's, that's easy though. That's because you know those mafia movies. A lot of them were critically acclaimed. A lot of them made a lot of money. I think what we're about to see now, you know, is the 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 I guess you would call it the renaissance of the Black Street story. Because not only what Fifty Cent is doing, man, we still ain't seen those Donald Goins books. You know what I'm saying? Turned into films and TV shows. We going to see that. You know, you you got guys like my man Jaquavius Coleman in the street novels he's making. You got people like my man S.A. Cosby, you know, in the, yeah. in the, in the tales that they're telling. You about to see a Give lot of black insight. street stories in a minute. And that's what I was saying. You know, you know how I am about Kanye. Like, you know how I feel about Kanye. We've had all kind of great conversations. But the more I think about it, I just, I'm really starting to feel he was bad for hip hop. No, man. Oh, Kanye wow. was I agree with what Donald Glover said when Donald Glover said all of these rappers now sound like Kanye, but... Go rapper. To me, Kanye. Mm. To me, I know that's controversial, 
<laughs> but, but, uh, but I feel like we would not have any of the rappers we have now without him. I'll take it a step further. I think he meant the generation that came before because I've been said this a long time ago. You Without Kanye, there's no Drake. There's no Kendrick. Sure. There's no Cole. There's no Chance the Rapper. There's no Wale. There's no Cuddy. There's no Big Sean. Like, he's literally responsible for that whole wave of hip hop. Sure. That came out, and as much as and as much as I enjoy, obviously, mine is not out of that conversation. But as much as I enjoy it, I think what happens is now this is a, this allows white businessmen to start putting people that look closer to them into a pop mainstream to be able to sell. Like same thing happened to jazz and rock and roll. Like if you don't actually have to be cultured to have a hip hop conversation or to represent it, all those people were cultured though. Like not no, easily. Not. J, J, J Cole came out. Not. Telling us his story from Fayetteville. Drake came out telling us his story from Twitter. I don't, I don't Kendrick, know if, Kendrick I don't ain't know culture glasses? I keep telling you, take Dot out of it. I think most of them are not While culture. Wale not culture? I think he's the closest one. He got that go-go stuff going. But what Big happens Sean is... Big Sean not culture? Probably not. Come on. <laughs> culture? Yes. He represents the culture of the Detroit extremely well. I didn't say he wasn't a skilled and talented record writer or an MC. He's dripping in flavor. Gee, you turned into really? the whitest white guy ever watched. He's dripping in I'm flavor. Just saying, he's dripping in flavor. <laughs> like you, like, like these dudes are Taco Bell to Mexican food. They're green burrito. Nah, to nah Mexican that's food. crazy. But you don't think it's a good thing for the culture because no, once because you don't have culture. Once you gentrify it, you don't have. That's like saying the gentrification is Brooklyn is great for Brooklyn. No, but I'm saying, isn't it a positive thing for the culture? Because if you only had I just street rap, then you're going to keep like pushing that message and that's going to influence another generation of, oh, all we can do is just be gangsters. And everybody be dead. No, that, and the street rap is some of the that, wackiest that, that shit that we've seen over the years, G. Yeah, but, th but that's also not a message. Like, th they're reflecting the traumas going on in their community. They didn't inspire a next no, generation. No, you got to stop it. Even I'm though they're talking about their own story, they're still influencing a generation. How? Which middle-class community has ever been influenced? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm talking about the, I'm no, talking they're no influencing the culture. Hold on. I want to say one other no, thing, G. Not, I want to throw something else in the mix. Sure. Kanye wasn't the only person who influenced that generation. There's a group that influenced that generation that nobody ever talks about. And that's Little Brother. Sure. Mm. That's fair. And I think Little Brother is great. Kanye and Little Brother influenced that whole generation. All of those guys we just named always cite Kanye and Little Brother yeah. as their influence. I'm, man, I'm, and I think those guys are fantastic. But what I'm saying is, I think if you created a, a culture or, or artistic expression that helps people who weren't represented in the conversation in mainstream America have a voice, and then you take the voice back and give it back to Eddie Winslow, it does no good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that. I, I, think, I think you're only looking at... All of at, them niggas is Eddie Winslow. You're, you're, Every last one of them niggas is Eddie Winslow. But, Every one of them niggas is Willis from Good Times. But the hood Every had Eddie Winslow. The hood had Willis's from Good Times? No, they're, they're, it's different. It's a different like, version like Kend of it. Kendrick to me is, is those guys. He was the good kid in a no, bad no. city. That's not true. He's a bad kid. Y'all don't mistake the title. Listen to the words of the shit. He was talking about being around and involved in all of the stuff. That's just a title. He was a bad kid in the. So bad you got to be a criminal in order for it to be considered not a criminal. Not not a, not a criminal. 
but crime, right, where crime inspired the culture. Crime-ridden, densely populated communities inspire the culture. It's the way we talk. It's the reason why we dress. But again, I don't like, all of this stuff is things that I've thought about, like going back to the Spades and the Bronx and the Bronxdale Projects, and then I just come forward and I see where it dies. But it is disingenuous to say hip-hop is inspiring the culture when the co- when actually the life is inspiring hip-hop. Like nobody, nobody's making this stuff up, right, as like, this is happening. Like everything happening in drill is happening in Chicago. And instead of us taking that alarm that drill is those done. little dudes is ringing for us. Drill is done already. But I'm saying instead of us taking the alarms that these guys are raising in their community and really trying to do something to figure it out, we're punishing them because they're saying this is No, happening. they're punishing themselves. The lifespan of drill music is shorter than the lifespan of a drill rapper. These guys sure, aren't even but- getting the chance to grow and even get an opportunity to really prosper because they're killing each other. Like, they're literally yeah, using dude, the music just to hence, glorify hence the beef they got the going on in the street. Sure. Hence why all the black people, we should be trying to figure out their problem instead of sitting back condemning it. That's what hip-hop did. It gave a voice to people who didn't have one. I don't think people like Kanye never didn't have a voice. Uh, people have their stories about people who got in car accidents with insurances. There's, <laughs> there's, there's movies about it. There's films about guys who had jobs and got accused of stealing because they worked at the Gap as a black person. These were not ill-represented stories in America. Like being black, you know, in America has been represented in film for some decent years. It's just the life that we come that didn't. I think I think if we kept if we kept hip hop strictly street, there would be age limits on hip hop. Killer Mike wouldn't have won a Grammy this weekend. Yes, he would have. No, he wouldn't have. No, no he, he wouldn't have. Because when you're 48 years old, you're not rapping about being in the street. You shouldn't be. If you're still, if you're 48 not, still rapping about being in the street and killing people, something is wrong. Somebody's either lying or something's but wrong. It's not about, but don't, but don't, you, it's like an over sensation. It's not about rapping about being in the streets. The streets structure you. It, it frame you a certain way. It's not about, like, like Jay-Z still carries himself like a street guy to this day. Like, there's certain things he would never do. Like, it, it formats, it, it forms us in a certain way that's really brilliant. Like, the way we talk to other people. Like, right, we don't say stuff that, like in, like in Taylor's America, people could say what they want to say, and it don't matter. Like, you could talk crazy to anybody. In our America, you got to watch what you say to people because it could come with, you know, repercussions. I think, Again, I, I, I think like, that's, I think that's changed so much, G. Like, any, anybody no. right anybody now, can blow people, your head off nowadays. No, I watch white people cuss each other out at McDonald's all the time. A white lady be getting some Big Mac. She be like, y'all playing with my damn food and be going off and people talk to each other do that, crazy. Do that shit in Florida. I guarantee you it's going to be a shootout, especially with that Big Mac combo being $18 now. Man, <laughs> that's a, that should be worth killing. That should be worth killing. But the point $18 I'm saying is, for it just, God. Yes. this is the kind of stuff we do on those cylinders. We really get into the the foundation of things and build out. We get into, that's what I like to do. I like to get into the foundation. This year, I plan to talk to a lot of different people, but like, I'm not talking to them. Like, if it's a rapper, we're not going to talk about rap. I need to see what life is like for you outside of these things. And and that's what I hope to achieve. with. Uh, I like the way hip hop is right now, man. I salute to my I man, Killer oh, Mike. I hate it. I saw something the other day. I saw this, uh, Nyla posted this. Let me, let me read this to y'all real quick. Yo, glasses. We had, we had um, so we had Russ on Flagrant, and Russ was saying how 
we have to have the discussion how white people are obsessed with black trauma and also how rappers need to take accountability for the impact that they have on the culture and how like in a negative way but it does it does it doesn't it does make sense because we do know rappers are influential but how how are they how is it reflective how is the mirror to be blamed for how you look so let's say juice world for example juice world said hey i saw future taking uh drugs and that made me want to do drugs and now he's so do gone we blame today. The Eagles, or do we blame Sade? Sade. I mean, they're not they're not putting out negative messages. I mean, about him. Of course, they have the same messaging. Rick James. There's a million people with songs about. Gee, you want hip hop to be one way? No, no, no. Yes, you do. I want you, you want hip hop to be one way. Hip-hop. No, no. I love the exception to the rules. I love De La Soul. I love Tribe Called Quest. But what I don't want is to think people like that's there now are speaking for the ghetto people that had no voice in the first place. And I do want the... They're not. And I do want the ghetto people to keep... They're not. Drake doesn't speak for the ghetto. J. Cole don't speak for the ghetto. J. Cole Cole speaks for the rural areas of Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I think that's amazing. The dirt roads, the the single-wide trailers. But I still want... Totally agree. But I still want to have our voices being magnified in this space. I don't want the same thing to happen to rock and roll. It's going to to happen to hip-hop. I don't want the same thing to happen to jazz, happen to hip-hop, where white dollars stop financing, you know, but gee, everything you're saying, it, it, the only reason that don't make no sense because the 90s is what started that. Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. selling 800,000 copies in a week with all the street shit, then turning around and selling another 800,000. He, They're the mm-hmm. ones that turned hip-hop to rock and roll. There's no bigger rock and roll artist in hip-hop than Snoop Dogg. Snoop advertises sure. any and everything. <laughs> And he is street as they come, G. I agree, but that that gives the ghetto a chance that it wouldn't have on any other level. Like, dog, like, the, the ghetto won't have a chance. Like, right now, there won't be future black rock and roll stars at any high level. Because as soon as you begin to gentrify a, a genre and it gets lighter, 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 till it gets white in America. That's every last, the history of every last thing that's ever been gentrified. Brother, no, it is not hip-hop's fault that the culture, the culture is a reflection. They're talking about being on drugs because they're on drugs culturally in these places. This is the thing that they do culturally. That's not a good so thing, though. You, why is that not considered street urban culture? What is? Being a drug youth. It is, to some, to some, it is in Houston. No, everywhere. We grew we grew I'm up saying, on the dealers. Now these kids are growing up on the users. But you can't have one without the other. Sure, sure. So them niggas so, is part, they they definitely part of the hood. You can't even be any of these things you talking about. I think future is a part of the culture. He's, yes, that's that's super. That he, yeah, that I'm, one, just, I'm just telling him. That I'm I'm telling him. Future is a mirror. To blame the mirror for how you look is crazy. Yeah, oh, but I'm not making. Nicki Minaj said she was speaking of Future and Future said he doesn't even use the damn near 90% of the drugs he talked about using. So now he's putting a fake message into the culture that actually hurts the culture. He's representing... No, no, it's not true. He represents the culture of Atlanta. The thing about hip-hop, it speaks for us, not just me. See, that's where people was turning hip-hop now into just a me conversation. Hip-hop before was the qualification to speak for us. 
So Future is one of those few people that speaks for the street culture in Atlanta that we're talking about. Now, I can see if he didn't start that, if he's the first person that talked about this and then they made it a trend. No, Atlanta was already doing this and he's informing you on what's going on. So hold on, Outkast so and Goody Mob don't represent the streets? Yes, they did. That's my, but they didn't rap about dope and all of that. They just rapped about... You don't have to rap. I didn't say you have to rap about dope. Ice Cube didn't rap about dope. You don't have to rap about dope, but it's the way, it's a slang you use. It's the way you dress. It's representing us. It's the culture of all us. Those guys, this this is all the those thing guys that we made, named that you said suck except for Kendrick, they absolutely did that. Rhapsody. I don't know if they all represent the culture of us. I don't, I would genuinely disagree. You don't think don't Rhapsody think is hip-hop? Of course I think Rhapsody is hip-hop, but I don't think Big Sean represents the culture of Detroit. Yes. <laughs> No, wholeheartedly. I know a lot of Detroit people, and you don't think he represents the, the, the culture? No, man. I think Big, Big Sean is a talented. I think Big Sean is a talented MC beyond with skills comparable to probably some of the best to ever do this. He is an underrated record writer. He's a fantastic act. I, again, I'm not saying he's not even hip hop. What I'm saying is, I like the hip hop drenched in flavor. If I'm going to eat Mexican food, I want it seasoned like Mexican food. I don't want to eat Taco Bell. Sean's seasoning is all Detroit. Sean is big D. Pause. I ain't hey, talking about yo. no. Okay, I'm just saying he's big Detroit energy, man. Big <laughs> think, D energy. Big Sean. Big Detroit. I think I'm not mad at that. I'm, I'm just saying I, I like when hip hop is drenched in culture. I think that was the point of it. And that's the goal. The goal it would to be achieved is to keep it there, not to allow it to be gentrified into a space to where people get older and they feel good about it versus how we all saw it as a representation of our attitudes at that time. I want to us. I think it's really important to keep it drenched in flavor. Hip hop is that one lane that gave the ghetto a chance, you know what I mean, to be heard. And if you start putting suburban kids in that line, there are many more suburban kids than there is ghetto kids. And That's good. it's way more. It's not. I want good. these ghetto kids to grow from the ghetto and get to the suburbs. Yes, I want to see. I want to see those ghettos get you, gentrified, and those black kids still get to live there. That, that's not going to happen. They're going to kick them out. It always happens every day. It's not going to happen because they're either going to get kicked out, or they're going to get killed, or they're going to die a drug overdose. Those glasses want y'all no, to stay rapping get like out of the community and move somewhere else and be displaced. Which was what's happening in Chicago right so now. Let me ask you a question. This is a good point. If I get displaced from an area and I rap about that displacement, I'm not a hood kid. I'm just a kid from the ghetto. I rap about the displacement. I rap about what my, my hood's going through. I'm not hip hop? Of course you are. That's fire. Yes. I'm waiting on that guy. Yes. But you're going to get displaced to another poor place. And you're going to talk about what it's like being in foreign places, not generations of your family being here. I would love to hear that perspective. I think that's where a lot of times we're at today. But what I'm saying is, you're not, you, you can't fix, you don't fix a flu by ignoring the symptoms. You don't fix a flu by covering your mouth. You don't fix a flu by any, you don't fix things by ignoring them and feeling like, let's cover them up. Okay, long as it get gentrified and they kick all these poor people out and push them out somewhere else to, where they're displacing the places that's unfamiliar, you don't fix a problem. All you do is create a worse problem for more people. I agree with that, but I also think we can't ignore uh, the other spectrums of the hood. 
Like the hood, the ghetto that's is why we better. Have, that's why we have to do a much better job of creating opportunities there. That's why it's the hood in the first place because it lacks opportunity. It's not the hood because people are just crazy. It's the hood because there's not many ways to get to, to literally make a livable wage in the range. There's, that's what make it the hood. If, if it had opportunities, if it was factories and warehouses around the corner and down the street, you feel me? It wouldn't be the hood. But every person is not going to rap about that criminal aspect of the hood. Some people are going to rap about just living there and trying to get out. Some of these kids might really want to go to college. Some of these kids might be the, the hoopers, the ball players. I'm all in. I think Tribe Called Quest. I can Day keep Cole. naming De La Soul. I exhibit. You know what I mean? I, I think that's great. But what's happening is you having less representation of the ghetto, of the streets at this point. And it's getting blander. It's going to get blander. The potato salad is going to get raisins. It's just the Hold inevitable. On. You don't think LaRussell is ghetto? No. <laughs> what? I don't even use slang. LaRussell? No. Glasses, you got to stop. He's so Vallejo. What are we talking no, about? Of course he's not. You ever met a, a guy from Vallejo? Yes. LaRussell and E-40. You met a guy from Vallejo. Yes, LaRussell and E-40. I'm I'm talking about somebody that's not been a successful rapper for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Even though, because he's hella still Vallejo. But I'm saying, talk to Be Legit. Just sit on a phone and let Be Legit talk to you. Talk to guys there. Like, talk to them. You will hear that there's this cultural thing happening. And that's what I loved about my hip-hop. No diss to all of the guys that are gentrifying it and, and blanding it and putting raisins in a potato salad. I'm not <laughs> mad at that. But there should still be potato salad on the table Right? That literally has a little seasoning salt. Yo, LaRusso's super Vallejo glasses. Look, I, all he do, I know all he people do is show Vallejo. us his hood. He be he does shows in his yard. Doesn't live in the hood. I don't what is that? I don't, <laughs> not I don't even know how you look like the hood. Like you can't like your house in Beverly Hills is not the He's hood. Not in Beverly Hills. Your he, middle class he literally house? lives in his mom's house in Vallejo. Like they put this. The residency in the backyard, like him and his mom out the there hammering that, the stage. Yes, I think that's an amazing black family business like the Jackson 5. But I'm saying there's still a ghetto. The Jackson 5 where was people in the hood. The, I'm not, listen, that's the difference. It's in the hood and they made it out. And I'm not mad at that story, but I'm saying I want to make sure we keep hip hop with authentic Mexican food, not just Taco Bell on the table. It's too much Taco Bell right, on that. Glasses want Mexican OT to be the biggest rapper in the game. He's not going to be happy. I love Mexican OT. Tell Mexican OT, oh, Mexican yeah, OT. Yeah, that nigga yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, I like, but, but again, I don't want to sound like I don't like LaRussell. I think LaRussell has some really ridiculous street takes. One day I'm going to talk to him about it because it's insulting and I'll be offended when I listen to it. He has a lot of ignorant street takes. He's too black to have that many ignorant street black takes. You you black. You come. You call us, and then we can give you some truth. What is the ignorant street take that he don't want people in the street? <laughs> no, like he said something even in the rap. He was like, "If it's the OG, why he always hanging with the little niggas?" Like that is just the furthest thing from the truth with OGs. Like that's just not how it is. That's like, and the problem is people will listen to him and really think that's how it is. It's much more nuanced and deeper than that. And you have to put respect on the culture itself if you don't know it. And I don't think he knows it. And I think that's what we're hearing with a lot of rappers. We're hearing a lot of people, like even Alex is saying, like Brody's saying, he's like, you want to blame hip-hop for a culture that's already happening here. And they're broadcasting it. Like, they're not, rappers are not responsible for anything. Like, Run DMC didn't start the tracksuit. Run DMC let us know that the drug dealers in New York were wearing tracksuits. That's a fact. 
They didn't start the tracksuit. They didn't start the lingo. They start talking like the guys in the streets. Snoop and Dre are not the first guys to have a lowrider. They're not the first guys to own a gun and live their life a certain way. They reflected the culture of people. This is how they're living. Now, as black people doing well, everybody up in here and everybody who listens to this podcast, we can do things to help these communities. But the last thing we should be doing is talking shit about them saying this is what's wrong or this is what's happening or them being proud of surviving it and somehow embracing it and making it a part of surviving. That shit is like the most anti-black thing you can do. I think that it's okay to call out, uh, you know, where where we can definitely be, be better, especially when we've got generations and generations of examples that show us none of this stuff is productive. We know this. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. It's, it's, we know. We, at that point, we, we know. It, we, then at that point, we can never really blame slavery. We can never really say nothing about systemic oppression or racism. We could just act like it's all self. We could just obtain better. Like Kanye is right. Slavery is a choice. We could have just died altogether or we could have just did whatever. Or you can actually acknowledge the fact, right, that literally people are going through a lot of shit trying to figure out how to deal with this. And we could act like that really exists. We could act like that this system ain't fair, that they literally do deny black people opportunity and chances and understand why people respond the way we, they respond. We know that, though. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't never judge then, anybody let, for what they do in survival mode ever. So then let's so let's stay right there and then let's focus on fixing that versus saying, well, I did it. You can do it, too, because that's not really a solution. But no, that is fixing that. Cause I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you, hey, man, keep hustling to get out of that situation, because you know why? Because I know where that hustling ultimately leads. That, hus know, that, that, that hustling ultimately leads to you being in jail or dead. So I can't let you stay on that no. path. No, but we have to tell you that. But we have to also understand why you are hustling. Like we do. That is my job. And I do. I think I do a fantastic job. I think Dre and them did a fantastic job. They all told you, hey, Ice Cube did a fantastic job. I think they tell you, hey, this could happen at the end of this. Absolutely. Most likely this can happen. But we do all understand why is happening? We do. We will refuse to 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 not acknowledge the fact that you are in a really bad situation, and we not. I'm not going to tell you to go get a job. I, I totally understand it. That's why I, I, I've been having this conversation for the past few weeks in regards to what's happening at the border, right? Because what I see is a lot of people having conversations that let me know they're so disconnected from the everyday working class person. They're Man. so disconnected from poor and disenfranchised people because I'm listening to these. They're, they're really political talking points, right? Like, niggas in the hood ain't screaming, close the border Damn. just because they want the border closed. They're not even saying that at all. They're saying, we don't have no resources, but y'all giving all those resources to them. Where are that? I saw people having a conversation and they were saying how black people are saying, oh, uh, the, the, they're, they're coming over here and taking resources from us. That is not the conversation. Ain't nobody no. saying they taken from us. No, nobody we never had. Yeah. We never had, but we see these people getting the basic necessities, which is food, shelter. The, the basic necessities in life are food, clothing, and shelter. Those are the three things you need to have a healthy, sustainable community. These people that we're talking about, these black people in Chicago, these black people in Boston, these black people in Maine that are having these conversations about the migrants, all they're simply saying is, how come y'all can find so much money for them, but don't have any resources for us? And it don't even just have to be the migrants. They feel like that when they see all that money going to Ukraine. They feel like that mm -hmm. when they see all that money going to Israel. They feel like that when they see yeah. money going to everybody. Gaza. <laughs> you know? I saw this thing the other day in New York where they was talking about reparations for the Holocaust. 
black people was in the comments about, wait a minute. <laughs> Gee, is that not common sense, though? Yeah, but again, it's easy. But this is what I was saying to the brother. This is what I'm saying to, this is what I'm saying to him. I'm like, some of this stuff be obvious. Like, right, hip-hop is not to blame because it's reflecting what's happening. It's not starting, it's reflecting. And then other people are like, damn, that's what y'all doing? So instead of us, right, especially us, like, at this level where we're all doing okay for ourselves and we could do things, instead of us coming up with solutions to fix the problem, we like, how, why are you telling people this is happening? You're, 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 you're glorifying it versus saying, damn, it's, like, when I heard the Chicago dudes, I just thought that was crazy. Same thing when I hear all these stories where I hear people in those comments, you see them on the comments like, wait a minute, y'all got a hundred, y'all sent 700 million yes. to Ukraine? It's common sense. 900 million to Israel? Look, right, hey. We're right here so, in your backyard, starving, homeless, don't have no food. How can you be upset at them? Everything you're saying right now, what you're saying about hip hop, is the migrant situation is, exactly. is literally the perfect example because y'all not even seeing these people over here that are going yeah, through it. Yeah. And you're, you, and you, and you put things on them, right? Like you say, oh, now you pushing MAGA messaging. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you, now you talking like the conservatives and reporting talk. Yeah. That shit don't got nothing to do with political party. That shit got to do with the haves and the have not. Have not. And that's, and that's hip hop was for the have not. And that's all I, I fight to keep it for is to ha keep a space for the have-nots. Look, y'all can have potato salad with raisins on the table. Don't get rid of the greens. Don't get rid of the green. Every day, they're taking the greens off the table. They got the greens off the table. Now it's just, now it's cold slaw. Where's the damn, where's the greens? Why is it cold slaw here? What you, what? I'm not saying cold slaw is not a tasty dish when it's cooked correctly. You know Especially what I mean? With some barbecue. Look, I'm not put some of that goddamn that. I see you, that's, you, you put some barbecue on that motherfucker. Barbecue you know what on I mean? the coleslaw? Just, you know what? Some pulled barbecue chicken. Man, you gotta Not do some mind. stuff. I, I'm just saying, hip hop at this point. If I leave it to everybody else, they will turn hip hop into a white barbecue. So you saying build the wall? <laughs> you saying you saying build the wall? Turn, exactly. Close the border. Keep out suburban kids from hip hop is what you saying? No, I'm saying. There's a room. Pop music has a wide open, right? Which Drake is a pop artist. You can make him a pop artist. The problem is when you allow him to win in the space as hip hop, that takes away budget from ghetto kids because ghetto kids will not be allowed to do these things. We would have requirements for them to, to, to escape at that level. We wouldn't even support a ghetto kid doing Gee, that. Like Drake it, has supported a lot of ghetto kids. I Drake, think Drake is fantastic Drake, as a human being. Drake is he is the so, modern saying, day Drake Madonna. is giving so much ghetto rappers stimulus packages. The like boy JBs, Lil Babies, all of those guys. Man, I think he is, in true Jewish fashion, in true Jewish fashion, he has done really great things by the black community in America. I'm not denying You don't that. have that conversation enough in hip-hop either. Like, sure, we don't never touch Jewish about relationship and black Jewish relationship success. is the reason hip hop is hip hop. You don't talk about that enough. I'm saying, but it's made millionaire, so I'm not taking that away. But what I'm saying is, just leave space on a on a on a picnic table for greens. I'm saying if you keep moving it to coleslaw and potato salads with raisins and all the stuff, hot dogs. There's no hot links on the table. It's just hot dogs. I'm not mad at hot dogs at a barbecue, but when I come to it, I could have made hot dogs at home. I want, the, where's the ribs? I, I want the flavor. 
And and that's what makes hip hop great. It gave a, it gave an expression point for ghetto kids to express themselves in the culture that they created. Again, it's always never just been ghetto kids. De La Soul, but they still talked the talk. We all talked the same. We all represented. De La Soul represented like everybody else represented. All these same, guys I named, same for all these guys and women I named, they do too, G. To me, anyway. Get they get it's really coleslaw at a certain place. It ain't really greens, man. It ain't greens. It's it's like Kraft macaroni. It ain't home baked. It ain't it, is, it ain't man. brown at the top. It's like Kraft. You just don't. I don't think you like. like the, I don't think you like a lot of the macaroni. You don't like a lot of the new recipe. That's just. No, still I, I do like them. I no, I disagree. I enjoy. Listen, I think J Cole is one of the greatest rappers ever. J Cole is Tim Duncan. That's right. He's that good. Big fundamental. Like, he's fantastic. The big fundamental. And I think having them there is important. Having coleslaw at the table is important. But I'm just saying now is not enough greens. Where is the soul food at the table? Right now, if I ask you in a top five artist, where's greens? You couldn't name nobody that got that much seasoning. Who is the modern day version of who got that seasoning? Where's the seasoning at? I think there's a lot of fantastic artists out right now. And I think that a lot of them are I think it's a mixture <laughs> of veterans and a mixture of youngins right now. I I, I got LaRusso. Totally agree. I got um Killer Mike still. I got Kodak Black. I got 21 I Savage. Kodak, Kodak Black is greens. Kodak Black is green. 21 Savage is greens. 21 He's he. Even colder, he's like, uh, what's that dish they saw over there? The breaded casserole, that whole thing, beef Wellington. That's what I'm saying. Like, like my man, beef Wellington with with seasoned meat. So I I think there are, but I I think it still needs to be more of those than coleslaw. That's what I think. I'm we saying. got. A, I think Atlanta got. A, I think Atlanta got a lot of those. A lot. It's very few, man. It's actually it actually ain't nobody twenty no more at this point. Uh, think about it. I don't know. Think about the last guy that came out of Atlanta. Uh, I would tell you they're getting some money over there now. It's getting gentrified. You last time you was in A, you was in A. Yeah. The property's expensive. I'm gonna be in Atlanta next week. I have to think about it. Listen, I want to salute yeah. uh Alice Randall. And, man, and by the way, for more conversations like this, make sure you check out Glasses Malone podcast and No Ceilings podcast on the Black Effect mm-hmm. iHeartRadio podcast network. And I want to salute the Alice Randall. Um, Alice Randall. She has a book coming out called My Black Country. It is the next release Ooh, like off it. my uh, book imprint, Black Privilege Publishing. It is a journey through right. country music's black past, present, and future. It is available uh, April 9th, okay? April 9th it will be released, but it's available for pre-order right now. Um, nice. Salute to Killer Mike. Send me the link to that so I can buy that book. Oh, man, it's fantastic. Like She really breaks down the history. Shout out of to Killer Mike, who did The Impossible. I know this is not the moment for that, and we're trying to get up. No, it Shout is. Shout out to He's my boy, Let's Killer Mike, Mike man. For a minute. Let's stay on Mike for a minute. Shout out to Killer Mike. That's impossible. Why you say it's impossible? Because he flew. I ain't never seen a human fly before. Talk to me. Like, how did he sweep the rap category? Because he put out the best rap music. <laughs> and it, you know that don't never, you know that don't never work. Listen, I'm not even joking, right? You you been said it to your credit. Mm-hmm. You been said it. You know why? I because I understand the Grammys now. I understand okay. what kind of music gets nominated for a Grammy. First time I ever heard Nipsey Hustle Victory Lap, God bless the dead. I said, Nipsey, I said, this album is gonna get nominated for a Grammy. When I heard Rhapsody Layla's Wisdom, this was all the same year. 
That's a good album. I said, yeah. this album is going to get nominated for a Grammy. It's a certain type of hip-hop, a certain type of sound that the Grammys usually nominate. And it's a certain type of sound that usually wins. It's something to the left of center of everything we're talking about right now. It ain't necessarily street shit. It ain't necessarily, you know, uh, 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 suburban shit. It's just like a, it's just musically hip-hop produces these offerings every now and then that I know this isn't going to get nominated for a Grammy. And the other reason I knew Mike was going to not just get nominated and win, I've never seen a human being personally want that so bad. Mm, we were in the studio. That shit is so amazing. We, I, I never, we was in the studio. It was me. It was my wife. It was Mike. It was his wife. Salute to Shay. Lil Duval came. It was Mike's engineers and his people. And he let us hear the album for the first time. And I was like, actually, that was the second time I heard it because he had sent it to me before. First time I heard it, I was like, oh, Mike getting nominated for a Grammy. When I heard it in the studio, I said, Mike going to win a Grammy because that's all he was saying. He was like, I want to win Rap Album of the Year at the Grammys. And the other reason we need to celebrate that album so much is independent, G. That's what I'm saying. Mike wow. ain't, si ain't signed to nobody. He swept the rap. If he won one, that's incredible. As that type of art. Because, you know, the rap, shout out to the Grammys. The Grammys take a lot of slack. I don't agree with 90% of the, the, the slander. Because I think in every other category, they will, like, nominate some other, like, who is this person? And you will go discover somebody great because the Grammy is. So shout out to the Grammys. Like, I know y'all take a lot of slander from, from the community, from, from the urban space. But trust me, the most flavored guy breathing, I get it. Because I, I discovered some amazing stuff when the Grammy winners get presented, I go, listen, I'll be like, oh, this is really good. But for Mike to get that dog, and if he won one, he's not, you know, it's never been a popularity contest except in the rap category. Except in the rap category. The rap category has always almost been a popularity contest. Even the Nas Award that he won a couple years back was more like they owed that to him. Shout out to the King's Disease because all of that stuff was fire, but you could tell it was like, finally Nas has a Grammy. But I also knew, so that, was a Grammy. I knew that was a Grammy-nominated worthy album, though, when I heard it. And that was that was the move. So shout out to my little bro, Hit Boy, right? So Oh, and shout out to Hit Boy, son of the decade, for putting his daddy on. That's fine. Hell yeah. Um, the rap category is a popularity contest sometimes. There is a lot of popularity that goes into it. So for that category to finally get treated by just what you are hearing is great. And for Mike to sweep it, I just bought one of them hundred dollar brooms on his website. I was send me one. Oh, that's real. He's like, you didn't have to buy it out of. He, yeah, he said I would have sent you one. I said, no, nah, I'm gonna pay for mine. I didn't know. Buy my shit from Grammy winners. <laughs> I thought that yeah, was a joke. My shit from Grammy man, I love that dude, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Killer Mike. Whenever I say Killer Mike in my top five favorite rappers of all time, there's two people that I mention when I say top five. Whenever I say Ghostface and Killer Mike, they be like Ghostface, Killer Mike. And I remember Mike saying to me, Mike said, "Man, this album I'm putting out is for people like you." who've been putting me in your top five for years, and now you're going to have something to really back that shit up. It's coming. It's coming, man. It's coming. I I'm so proud of Killer Mike. It's here. Michael. Shout out to Will. Yep, shout out to... I mean, but this is just... Now it's like... It's old, like... Hip-hop has... Like, it's been so... Man, this is one for the streets, man. This is special, man. My man Mike is just... 
I'm really happy, Me man. Too. I, I haven't really, yeah, like the last time I've been this happy, well, I was really happy when Nip got nominated, but I was excited when Kendrick, because that's my friend, you know what I mean? I but was happy for Cardi. For Mike to win was for Card- Cardi, Cardi B? Yeah, Cardi won Best Rap Album one year. Oh, I for sure. She, but, but she probably, it was the same year Nipsey. It was Nipsey. Nipsey was nominated. Pushing was nominated. Yeah. And she won Rap Album of the Year. Personally, I think Nipsey should have won. That's a big album, too, though. Huh? That's a big album that was really constructed well. Very. But watching Dot win, Dot was like, you know, watching him, you know, eating Louisiana chicken in the back house to winning the Grammy is a different level of, of personal. But Mike is like, that. that three? Is Kill Mike okay? Why did he leave in handcuffs? Because um, that's what gangster rappers do. That's a conspiracy. Shut the fuck Listen, up. I don't give that's a fuck. Gangster rappers do. They did not want and we the they, they didn't want to kill him. That's what I'm saying. But you can't give him all the. You can't give Grammys all the love because they didn't want to televise him getting the Grammy. They didn't televise any Man, of the rap awards. I think it was. I did white people. Though. I don't. I can't prove it. But you telling me that somebody like Killer Mike, who we know is a great black radical man, Killer Mike could go on that stage and literally. Spark something in some young black kid out there that they never felt before. I feel personally that once the Grammys knew we got to get this guy these awards, but we're not going to televise any of them because we got to keep this dude off our main. Yeah, knock him down the pin. Oh, wow. And I also feel, G, it's just my personal opinion. I feel, and I, this is what I would have wanted to see, and I was thinking about this, I feel like Jay-Z would have bought Killer Mike on stage. Mm. Because if you think about what Jay-Z was saying, Jay-Z was like, yo, you didn't televise the Grammys in, you know, when Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince won in the 80s. You didn't televise it when I won in 98. Now, and we both boycotted y'all for that. Now it's 2024, and y'all still not televised in the rap category. After you have this brilliant Morehouse graduate, one of the most brilliant black men out here, Killer Mike, win three of them. Mike, come up here and give your acceptance speech. Do you know what that would have done, yo? That would have been five. Yeah, I can't imagine that. What? <laughs> What's crazy? That would have been a Jay-Z thing to do. That's what I'm saying. You know, we so- know these people. That That's something yeah. Jay would have done. Yeah, but he his mind been on his wife. I, that that's bothering him too, you know. And and it's one day we got to talk about her albums. Are they really kind of being a little skewed to it? Um, but Jay, you know, I I love the blackness that happened at the Grammys this year was more special than it's been in a long time. You know what I mean? It, it was more special than it was in a long. Even watching SZA win, you know, that was like really cool. She should have won album you know of the year. Mean? Though I'm glad she won all three, but she should have won just, album. Yeah, that ain't. Yeah, dang, that ain't gonna happen. They they wasn't finna. That'd just be too much. You know, be killing you know what's so crazy? <laughs> Is Taylor Swift's music really good? I'm sure y'all listen to it. I don't it. listen to it. I feel like this should have won the album of the year. I don't listen to Taylor Swift. But Taylor, like, Taylor. Taylor, that girl, though, you can't front on Taylor. Is she really good, Taylor? Why do you think I listen to her? Is your name Taylor? Man. <laughs> your name Taylor. I don't know any of her new albums. Only album I like when she first came out, like, what? Was when Andrew was doing like the Shake It All. I don't know what albums they are, but whatever. So what? Like, so what, here's, what? The pro- here's the problem with black people sometimes. Black people think because we not listening to it or because we not on it, it's not popping. And Swift, that's why I didn't ask. I, I saw that's somebody yesterday say, it was a tweet, and they was like, yo, um, I, I try to stay out of white people's business, but 
black uh, Britney Spears. Oh, I, I was going to yeah, 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 say Spears. that. And I'm like, that's just not true. Yeah, but At that's because point, she registered she surpassed black it, though. Yeah. Who? Taylor surpassed Britney. Taylor is the number two. Yeah, that was a long time yeah, ago. A long time ago. She's the number two selling female artist of all time. Hmm. She has the she highest like, grossing like, concert tour of all time. She like Madonna air. She like in a Madonna's different air. Madonna's number she like one. Madonna's got the, yeah, Madonna's the number one selling female artist of still? all time. Taylor's yeah. number two. Yes, still. Taylor's yeah, she's in that air. Yeah, Madonna is like the one. Yep. Madonna, not the two. That's why I understand why people take it as a disrespect when I say Drake is the Madonna. What about Celine Dion? Where does she go? <laughs> I really don't get it. I'm like, bro, do y'all know who Madonna is? Yeah, that, that's not offensive at all. But I got to really listen to Taylor Swift. I'm going to listen to 1989 because I need to see if it's all a hype because you just keep saying she she's the only artist to ever win four-time album uh, yeah, I don't know if she got that kind of slaps. I don't know. But, but you don't think the Grammys are biased though, too? No, nah, not really. That, that not that biased. How can you be that, biased? Not that biased? She ain't. But Taylor, she got to actually. I feel like at good. this point, Taylor Swift got to win an award. It's like, how can you be biased to the biggest artist out? Who sold more records than Taylor last year? Nobody. Who got the highest grossing concert of all time? Taylor. Who got the highest grossing concert film of all time? Taylor. Like, it I, is what it is. I really enjoyed talking y'all about chat, more we, black people because it's Black History Month. Face. I don't feel like we need to talk about Taylor Swift. Oh, dog. Uh, I'm telling y'all what's going to happen to hip hop. It's, it's cold slaw at the table. Well, Taylor, Taylor, <laughs> what our country think. Hey, salute to everybody who, um, you know, been checking out Just Hilarious on The Breakfast Club, too, man. It's a new. It's yeah, a new, that's so dope. It's the Just Hilarious. I, 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 I told you, Breakfast I sent you about it. I didn't text you about that. That little rollout was really player, man. You and Envy, y'all did that, man. Thank you. I, I see a lot of people. Really uh, I, I see everybody. I see. I, I didn't know what the response was going to be to the people who got got. I thought that, you know, they would just maybe keep it a little bit G and be like, yeah, they got us. That was that they got us. But these motherfuckers on the Internet don't ever <laughs> want to just admit that they were wrong. I'm like, oh, we made y'all do that. We said it was so bad. And oh, oh, no, no. They, they, they do? Their thing. That was corny. No, you just got got, motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> it, it was corny. I was, I was looking at Jess talking about how she read with her fingers. I could, oh, I was almost, I almost crashed the cold. You know crazy? <laughs> Mel Robbins. Salute to Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins uh, is, a, is a woman who used to be a lawyer. Uh, she's really big in the mental health space right now. She left, she left, she left a comment and she said, um, she said, Jess is actually smarter than all of us. Research shows using your finger as a visual, visual pacer to read makes you read faster and comprehend more. I believe that because the words do kind of, even though I can organize <laughs> a space in my mind, those words do be popping up in the middle. But damn, Jess is dope, man. And Jess is a superstar. A She's fucking funny. People don't even realize what Jess Hilarious is about to do because it's... It, See, I've been following Jess for a decade. Like, me and Jess have been partners for a decade. Like, I, people, if you've been paying attention, you see me and Jess have done a lot together. Me and Jess did, um, we hosted the BET after show together back in, like, you know, 2018. You know, when I did uh, The God's Honest Truth, I had her as one of my correspondents for the first season. When I rolled out Black Effect, just like my man Glasses with No Ceilings, she was one of the first per people I reached out to for her Carefully Reckless podcast. Like, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Jess Hilarious. She's done. I love what she does, but she already got a base because of social media. 
And I and, and people don't like even she's been in a whole bunch of movies. She's been in a sitcom already. Remember when Rel had his sitcom on Fox? She was the co-star on Fox. Like she's got a base already. All radio is going to do is take her base and magnify it times 100. Like there's no women. She's dope though. Huh? She's dope. Yes. She like, she dope. She's not no punk. It's natural too. It's natural. Cause that, that's Baltimore. Mm. You talking about culture. Baltimore with that D. That, that, that T and that D. Baltimore. You know me. That is flavor. Now, see, now we talking. That's some flavor. <laughs> that is season. And she only 31. She about oh, to be 32 wow. next though. week. Now, y'all, y'all got that right. That was a good pick. She is hilarious as hell. She is funny. And she's honest. And you know, she she she's a mother, you know, like 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 she's just as perfect. Just y'all just sit back and watch what happens to Jess Hilarious over the next next three to five years. And also, she's the only black woman comedian on the radio. You saw Steve Harvey was a stand-up comedian. He went to radio. You saw how his career took off. DL Hughley, he still does stand-up comedy, got one of the most successful shows in the afternoon. You see how DL is out here moving. Ricky Smiley. Ricky Smiley is a stand-up comedian and still does morning radio. Jess is the only black woman comedian on morning radio. I think the only black woman com- comedian on a nationally syndicated show. So hopefully y'all set a trend, man. Hopefully y'all set a trend and, and more sisters get them looks, man. I'll be really hoping for that, man. I love Jess, man. Uh, Latell, let's do some asking idiot. Okay, uh, that's from Nandra1 underscore. What is the biggest challenge you've overcome in your mental health? Oh, go ahead, glasses. We don't hear you talk about that you know, often. You know I don't believe in that. That's how you You don't believe in mental health? You don't believe in mental health glasses? Charlamagne know how I feel about that. What? We black. We, 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 Steve, oh we my black God. out here. Right. You gotta... Exactly. Glasses. I'm disappointed in you. Don't... Don't put me up under the. I'm letting Charlotte. He is. This is his expertise. I am the wrong one to talk. Do about you mentally. believe that you have trauma, though? Glasses. Okay, yes. so you don't think you will impact that trauma? Yeah, you. you don't think you. I always do. How? Well, it depends. What happened? <laughs> okay. If somebody disrespected me inside of a restaurant, I probably kick their ass. That's how I unpack the trauma. <laughs> well, call me a nigger. How dare you call me a nigger, Mister White Man? Let me kick your ass, and then I felt better about existing. Well, you know, somebody like Erica Ford, she runs around, she rides around with this thing. She got, she calls it like a trauma bus, and she literally has a punching bag in it for people to go in there, bunk, 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 bunk. So there That's is something I'm to that. Taylor looked at me crazy because Sometimes, you gotta also you know learn how to trauma. talk stuff out. You talk enough. So why don't you talk stuff out about... I hate talking, Taylor. You have a podcast. You like talking. I know, but you don't want to know the depth of this. I, I, let's get to the point. The mental health. Tell him. <laughs> what was the question, Taylor? <laughs> what? Guys, I'm, I'm sorry. I got I to gotta run, guys. Okay. I'm in. What was the question, Taylor? What is the biggest challenge you've overcome in your mental health? Uh, what is the biggest challenge? Um... I don't know. I think I'm still dealing with it. Like, you know, like I I, I, I talk to my therapist quite often. Like I said, I'm going on my, my spiritual retreat this weekend. Um, Where are you going? I'm going. I'll I, I tell y'all when I come back. Nah, that's my boy. My boy is still, see, you still know. You still know. <laughs> I announce it later. <laughs> I, I never you do that. Know. I'll tell you when I come I back. Talk about this when I get back. If there you, you see go. me post from, if you see me post from somewhere, I'm gone. I've been gone I'm for days. Back. <laughs> already <laughs> back. Know? 
at the airport coming back. Yeah, but yeah, just still getting a handle on the anxiety. I don't know if anxiety is something that you ever really truly get a handle on. I just think it's something that you, you know, you kind of learn to live with. Like you get tools to have to be able to to maintain it, like breathing exercises, meditation, stuff like that. Because Sarah J. Roberts told me something really ill. Salute to Sarah J. Roberts, too. You can listen to the Woman Evolve podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. But Sarah J. Roberts told me something one time in a conversation. I don't even know if she remembers this. But she said that you're always going to have anxiety because basically if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in life, you're always constantly be going to be going to new levels. And when you go to new levels, it's places you've never been before. So if you've never been there before, of course, you're going to have some anxiety. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's, it's a new space. It's a new terrain. So if you're, lo- if you're doing life the way you're supposed to, every new level you get to, you know, you're going to have um, some anxiety about it. So new levels, new depth. That's it. That's what they say. What else we got, Taylor? Uh, from... Charlie, uh, Charlie Marciano, which movie character describes you the best and why? Go ahead, G. I'm going to say Doughboy from Boys in the Hood. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That's ridiculous. See how, <laughs> see how you do that? That's not true. It's uh, a great question. Um, I had to pick a character that describes me the best. From you go first. You go first. Let me let me figure it out. A character that describes me the best. I don't know, man. You know what's so interesting? It's gonna sound crazy, but you know something I've always I always visualize myself as like uh Lonzo in training day. I actually can't get how that makes sense. I like Lonzo and training day, yo. That's the real you, though. I don't think he was a bad guy, though, G. <laughs> he wasn't. He was trying to make sure he got himself out of the trouble. Yes. And he took no prisoners. Yeah, I, I, but, but I think there was a way for him to... I think there was a way for him to channel what he had for something good because... The thing that I hated the most about that movie was how he disrespected the hood. Like those dudes in that project, like there's no way that white boy should have ever made it out there alive. But that's because uh, Lonzo never treated that hood with respect. He used his power and his position of power to instill fear in them. There was no love. There was no love. So as soon as he was down and there was an opportunity to get him the fuck up out of here because number one, they knew that he had to make that drop off to the Russians. I knew. Right? So they knew if he didn't make that drop, he was going to die. I ain't going to be done. going to be done. Head. So they like, nigga, you, you get up out of here, uh, Hoyt. We got your back. That would have never happened if Lonzo was really showing that community love, which I didn't understand why he didn't because his son and one of his baby mamas was there. Sometimes people in their communities only know how to apply fear. Yes. A, a lot of dudes I grew up with, older homies, that's, they were brought up in that's all they needed was fear. And and I think that's, that is something they get wrong. I do think fear is important, but I also think love is just as powerful, but you can't depend on either one. And I think he's the example of what happens when you depend on actual fear. They'll just find somebody that you're scared of, and, that, and that's what happens. But how does that relate to me? to you, Char? I'm, I'm confused. I just like that character. I, 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 it's not that I'm not telling, telling y'all that I, I look at this character and I'm like, oh, 
that's me. I'm saying that <laughs> I like I like everything about that character in that movie. I liked his sense of humor. You know, I liked how he was about his business. And he could have took that energy and really created something great for that community, you know, that that that, that he was in. Like I, I just I don't know. I just I just like that. I like that Lonzo character a lot. For me, it's probably Thanos from Avengers. <laughs> okay. I know, right? I feel like it. I'm always fighting to save the world against itself. Like I'm fighting hip hop to save hip hop against hip hop. Thanos is a good one. It's like you see, you see everything. You see, like you study rock and you see what's gonna happen. Like I can see the future. I've seen this before. And it's like, yo, if we keep allowing them to move people into this space to represent us, then eventually they don't need us. And now we back in the same predicament we were in pre-1979 before the business of hip hop began. And so that's, you know, my greatest fear. So I'm fighting more people within the culture to preserve another space for the next generation than people outside understands it. People outside understand it. So I, I feel like, Thanos in a lot of conversations. Like I'm telling girls, hey, you know what? You should actually preserve yourself. Keep yourself. Don't give yourself to these guys until they make the ultimate commitment. And like I'm getting cussed out. Like, you shouldn't get cussed out for like that. Thanos knew he needed to destroy half of the population to save the whole population that was left. Like it was being consumed too fast. And he fought everybody in the space to try to save the world. And they kill him to only realize the world is going to end. Still. But you know why? Because Thanos, just like Lonzo in Training Day, didn't sit down and have a conversation with the community. Because here's the thing. We can all agree there's some motherfuckers that need to be snapped away. But we got to sit sure. down and decide who needs to be snapped. You can't have all this power, Thanos, and just randomly say half the population. No, let's think this through. It's just like this segregation, the- right? Gee, I always say segregation was a great concept that was poorly executed because it shouldn't have been about race. It should have been about behavior. There's plenty of people right now we segregate ourselves from because we don't want to be around them and whatever they bullshit they got going on. That's what Thanos should have done. He should have really thought it through, sat down with the Avengers and whoever else and figured out who really need to go. They did. That's the point. He did it at random. But that's that. That's what makes it unfair. That's not, that's actually the fair. It's like chance. That's the fairest thing in the world. It's not, particular is not based off you know a lot of times we can misjudge somebody speaking of mental health we can misjudge somebody's circumstances and how it makes them react and think they're a bad person or they're about bullshit when reality they had an opportunity they'd be different yeah we could get rid of all the white supremacists you can get rid of all the pedophiles you can get rid of (laughs) you can get rid of all no for you can get rid of all all the niggas who ain't gonna never do nothing but kill every freaking body like there's a lot of people you can get rid of yo he snapped four billion people away. What you ain't even get to four he billion? He snapped multiverses. He didn't just snap that one Earth. I'm I, I said four billion. I'm telling you, you ain't even got the four hundred million or four million. Like it's going to come down to some people. You know, you have to lose. You have to sacrifice a little bit. Like, is it? Here's a question, Taylor Charlemagne. Would you would you kill a baby to save the world? Well, yeah, exactly. If I, if, I went, if I went back into the future and the baby was Hitler, what if the baby was um, Stalin? You know what I mean? What if the baby was somebody that we sure, knew was going to grow let's up? Let's say it was baby Hitler. Shit up? 
No, I agree. Let's say it's baby Hitler in his cradle. And you knew what Hitler was going to become 47, how many years? 40-some years later. But it's baby Hitler, little baby Hitler in his bed. Yeah. You know what you know, but then baby, he's a little baby, baby Hitler. I don't he's know. in his little cradle, and he's looking all cute, and he's looking up, hoping you feed him some little applesauce. I'll kill him. I don't care. I don't believe that, Taylor. I Why? don't believe that. You ain't killing no Why? baby. You just saying if I, if I know he's going to grow up to be Hitler? Yeah. I'm telling you, he could work, grow up to be the worst person in the world, but it's a so, baby. You I know already what know I he's growing up to you know be. What, you know what I would do? This is what I would do. I would keep an eye on him. <laughs> so listen, 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 listen. I would, I would try to probably instill a lot of things in him that he never had as a child. See, but I would, listen, but I would still keep an eye on him. And if See, I saw an inkling, an <laughs> inkling See, of up. that dictatorship <laughs> coming out, you're going to have to get got. You're going to have to get got. And that's what people, and this is what people like me, you need, that's going to do the work. Like, everybody wants kill me to it. feel bad. That's why you're the low. Dead. Dead, dead, dead. <laughs> because it's about the world going on. And that's how I feel about hip hop. I don't care who comes under my knife at the expense of the ghetto having a chance to keep creating opportunities for itself because we're not doing a a, a great enough job as a complete diaspora for poor people. We're doing as good as we can, but we're not doing a great enough you job. You know, there's a line in, um, my in Avengers, I think it's either Endgame or Infinity where, where Don Cheeto is like, why don't we just go back in time as a kid, get him as a baby and <laughs> You know exactly. what I'm saying, yeah. and it's true. Like, and 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 yeah, I don't have a, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. To be totally honest, by the way, so then you don't even you don't even got to kill the baby though. You just you you kill his daddy. I'm saying, but you have to kill the no. Baby. You kill his not, daddy. Not you kill his daddy. Not you can weasel you your way out of it. Go back in time and kill his daddy before the babies even <laughs> conceive. But what if there was, if Hitler never came, what if there was someone else worse than Hitler, though? There, there's like, Stalin, there's a lot there's of people. There's already somebody yeah. worse than Hitler. Huh? There's already people worse than Hitler, but Hitler is just, for some reason, he's the specific, he's the target that everybody I think, talks about. I think he killed the most. Hitler. He killed the most. No, the dude in Africa knocked down a bunch of people, too. Who? White man in Africa. What was it? I forgot his name. Uh, Hold on. I think his name is like, uh, I forgot his name. Oh, he, he did a lot of shit. I remember him. I, tr I, I tried to forget him on purpose. He killed way more people than Hitler. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see. What dictator killed the most people? White men and Hitler. Well, I mean, God white men. Damn, I never even heard of these people. Yeah. I'm telling you. This ain't right. I know this ain't right because the person they got at number one, I know for a fact Hitler's number is Trump. Who's at number Hitler's one? Hitler's number three. Who's at number one? Stalin is number two. Number one is Mao Zedong. He was a Chinese. This, I'm reading this off. It says he was a Chinese revolutionary political theorist and community leader who led the People's Republic of China. He killed between 49 and 78 million deaths. Damn, Chris Moreau should have been on this podcast. I know Chris <laughs> knows who that is. Stalin is number two with 23 million deaths. Adolf Hitler is number three with 17 million. Yeah. Yeah. That's about right. About accurate. So it, it yeah. Thanos, Thanos would be my character, man, because um snapped him out of existence. Yeah, I'm fighting the world to save the world. I'm with you. G I'm fighting hip hop to save hip hop. Hey, salute to the low, glasses low. Make sure you check out the yeah. No Sealers podcast. 
on the Black Effect yeah. iHeartRadio Podcast Network. I appreciate you always, G. Thank you, my guy. Much love. I'm Googleable. Glasses low everywhere. That's right. Uh, Taylor, thank you. And I'll see y'all when I come back from my spiritual journey. Uh, as always, if you listen to this podcast, you think we're smart, you think we're intelligent, you think we're brilliant, you're absolutely right. But if you listen to this podcast and think we're just a couple of idiots who don't know shit, you're right too. It's the Brilliant Idiots Podcast. Thank you for listening. 